Camber House. Give me my respect. Welcome to Camber House. Now rocking with the best. Join your hosts, Jeremy and James, as they take an unfiltered and uncensored look at the car industry and motorsport across the globe. You can't find the right tool in this garage. You don't belong near a car. Welcome to the home of car culture. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Camber House, the home of car culture in Barbados. And this one is going to be a good one. This is our rally special. We've just finished Rally Barbados 2020. Saw Rally Barbados, sorry. Make sure I get the sponsor. Get this all in there. Um, and I'll start by saying I felt that this was one of the more exciting rallies for a long time. I felt like there was a good... Uh, sense of competition among mm-hmm. drivers. Obviously, I think the R5 class had a big part to play in that. Kevin Locke had a big part to, part to play. Um, and the WRC boys always seem to mess it up. Um, I know. I'm told, I, <laughs> We're I having know. a WRC boy on here a little later. Right. Huh? So, so to run everybody through today, Jeremy, break down the actual <laughs> guest today. Before we introduce our first one. Yeah, so we're going to do a big kind of Rally Barbados debrief monster episode. So we've managed to get some, um, we managed to get some, let's call them key players mm. from throughout the <coughs> Rally Barbados weekend onto the podcast. Starting with Mr. Andrew Malalou, who um, finished second in R5, fourth overall, and had a very, very, let's say, interesting weekend. Um, after Dane coming, then we've got Jamal Brathwaite, and we're finishing off with Neil Bernard, um, rally director, who mm-hmm. will share some, I'm sure, very interesting insights. But yeah, Mr. Malu is in front Let, of us, so let's get going. Let's get into it, Andrew. Firstly, congratulations. Um, I was on, so I was there on Saturday morning, and when the time started to roll through, I think there was a look of disbelief among the uh, the rally spectators. But I would say where we were, we were at Cox Hill, which is, I think, I can't remember what to say, that's Draxhall maybe. Um, you look like you were flying. So, a lot's been spoken about tire choices. But how, first off, how was the rally for you as a whole? Well, I'm glad to hear other people had choices, because I had no tire choice. It was what I had on the car that I used. Uh, how was the rally for me overall? Well, I mean, the car doesn't have a scratch on it. Let's, let's start with that. That's a good start. Oh, yeah, once we take all the mud off and so on. Um, it, uh, it, was, it, it was great it was a, it was a great rally uh, I will start right off by saying a big shout out to um, uh, Saul Youssef who uh, saved me on Sunday because he actually did uh, uh, lend me or give me or uh, I will replace for him a set of tyres because I had no wet tyres so um, uh, I only had the monsoon tyres is the only thing I had so, right. so when you talk about tyre choices I, I, I laughed because I did not have a choice and maybe that worked out well for me yeah mm-hmm. so you, you came out should we talk about conditions first because I haven't sure. seen a rally quite like this in Barbados for a, a long time I don't think anyone has James right I mean, not I mean, matter for a long time. I don't think you've ever right. I mean, so, and normally when Rally Barbados falls in summer, it, you wouldn't get weather like that anyway. It's very unlikely at normal Rally Barbados time in May, um, the weather would not be how it was no. in October, November. You get showers, but it would be past. yeah. It would never be soaking wet like how it was. But tell me about the road conditions. Uh, horrendous um, yeah. at best. Uh, so one, it's coming. It was a rainy weekend, but it's also coming on the back of. Uh, they're probably the rainiest October that we have had in many, many years, yeah. uh, maybe a decade or more. 
So everything was wet. And what happens in Barbados, as we know, is when the, the roads are like that, they also degrade. Mm. Um, so there were potholes and there was various things to deal with. So as much as the Barbados Rally Club tried to improve those conditions as they could, they can't make new roads. Mm-hmm. So the, the conditions were, 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 were very difficult. When we left uh, Seoul uh, gas station at Charnox to start, it was actually quite sunny there. Um, I remember going and trying to stand under the, um, by the, the pumps and get away from the sun. And then when we sat on the line for, for, for the first stage, I guess a lot of rain had happened. The truth is it only took a little bit of a sprinkle and there was nowhere else for the water to go. It was just running out of the fields and there was mm-hmm. pools everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, what was your mindset going into that first stage then, knowing you know, somewhat the conditions? What was your mindset? Well, I knew the conditions were the same for everyone. Uh, everyone had on wet tires. I had a wet tire that most uh, everyone didn't think was the right thing, but it's the only one I had, which was a um, I think it was a Michelin uh, wet, but it's a little bit narrower than what what um, the other guys had. Roger Hill had those tires as well. I'm not sure he used them. Um, and from the time I moved off, the car had good grip. And uh, I mean, when you hit into the big long puddles that were you know six inches deep. Uh, you're a passenger at that point in time, I mean, because mm-hmm. you, you, you do... Um, so you you, you, you plane. Yeah. Uh, but the car felt good. good. And um, when I got to the end of the stage, I mean, um, uh, Bex, uh, who was interviewing, said I was the only person with a smile on my face. I had already told Jeff that uh, I figured I could have been 10 or 15 seconds faster through there on the first stage. So it came as a huge surprise to me when I got to my first service and they told me I was leading the rally after stage one. I, you know, so you still you you approach stage one conservatively. I, I don't know that I could approach it conservatively. I, I think that uh, Jeremy, in fairness, I think that I knew it was a short rally. I know that Rally Barbados. If you get behind, you're in trouble. Yeah. So from the outset, I said you know I'll do the best I could, but uh, we all had to be careful because we didn't know where these things were, uh, and it was I mean there were places where there were six inches of water across it. Um, so, but the, the, the truth is, my the most success that I've ever had in motorsport has been when it's wet. So, uh, maybe hmm. I'm lucky. I yeah, think. yeah, lucky or skilled. Well, you know, you never know. There I were times when my skill uh, uh, were was much less than my ambition. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. Yeah. Andrew talks himself down because this reminds me of the last podcast where we focused on your F1 steward, shooting career, but you really came out of the gates flying at rally. So I think you know you did a f- fantastic job early. Um, Second stage, you also yeah, also won the second stage. Yeah, and after stage three, where I think Dane had just pipped pipped you, yeah, you were still leading the rally after after stage. Yes, after stage three, still leading, and then lost the lead at stage four. Yeah, so it started to dry out, but uh, you know, I'm I'm which makes sense. I mean, in theory, I I suppose those really wet conditions would perhaps allow the R5s to stay a bit closer to WRC cars. In theory. Yeah, in, in theory for sure, because the horsepower was not worth that much too, and the chassis are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did, you know, it did come down to driving and the setup and so on. And I, I think that, that the team did a good job with the setup of the car as well. I can't, uh, uh, you know, deny that. It had a nice soft setup on it. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised that the WRCs didn't beat me through stage two because you know that is a lot oh. of uphill, mm-hmm. and uh, and the horsepower oh. really comes into it then. Yeah, yeah. Um, in between stages, were the drivers talking to each other about road conditions? Was there anything? Um, um, you know, anybody talking to each other about how bad it was, or at least even the staff uh, of the event talking to you about certain spots? 
I think the, the, the drivers, you know, you generally speak to the drivers, maybe three ahead of you, three behind you is kind of where you can speak until you get going again. And everyone was just sharing notes as to the moment when they nearly ended their rally. And, uh, and I mean, uh, we, we all had that, um, to be quite honest. At some point during, yeah. during, during the rally, there were those moments. Um, we were all hoping it was going to get better. Um, but it was, the truth is, if it's wet, it's wet. If it's dry, it's dry. The problem is that when you don't really know yeah. what to expect. So what happened to me, sorry, uh, James, was that, uh, so I only had one choice of wet tire on day one. Yeah. That was it. So and you ran worked, it the whole time? Uh, no, okay. no, because it started to dry out. But um, uh, when it comes to wet tires, you basically have three choices. You have what we call monsoons, which are, what I was, what was on. Then there are wet tires, which the majority of people were on. And then a lot of people will have um, uh, dry tires that they've grooved in some way. You could maybe call the wets intermediates if you want. So there are really okay. three choices. Okay. I, I had one choice, which was the monsoon. The, monsoon tire. So the most aggressive that. wet tire. Yeah, the most aggressive. So it's a little bit narrower, lots of grooves, looks, looks very much like a road tire. But once uh, things started to dry out and we went from being, you know, puddles of water to just being wet that was not the right tire yeah right. so that's when you saw the, the, the time so when did you come off when did you change to when you took off those monsoons what did you put on and when did that happen um, do you remember what stage you switched out on to uh i don't more, right more now, drier tire? Here, but i know we tried um uh we tried to go to a cut slick and, right um and i think that was not until uh stage nine uh, wow so nine. you drove fairly dry stages on a very on a far from ideal tire. And it was probably not, overheating a lot. The guys, yeah, the yeah. guys were taking the time off uh, as they went. And I think by the end of, of day one, I think Stuart Maloney was already ahead of me. He was. He did climb yeah. ahead of you. So did you not change because the stages were still of a condition where you needed, you couldn't go to a dry tire and you didn't have anything in between? Absolutely. So you just so had to had kind the right of... Tire for, yes. For when it dried out. Six of the stages, I had it right for three of them. Right. More or less. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean you would do something differently next year in 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 terms of... Uh, getting tires for different, you know. Yeah, I think I think we all would. If you want to run at the uh, the uh, the you know the pointy end of the the group, we're all going to have to be prepared to have all three options, mm -hmm. which is an expensive route to go. Because to be quite honest, I think most of us uh, have thrown away more wet tires than we've ever used. Yeah, because chances are you're not going to need them. And after two three years, they they've dry rotted. They're unreliable. They've yeah. mm -hmm. you, you know. So this is the first year. If you want to try and buy a wet tire in Barbados today, they're they're none to be purchased. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Um, favorite stage of the weekend for you? What was your favorite? I I don't know about favorite stage. I could give you some favorite moments if yes. you would like. There you um, go. Uh, so day two, first stage, uh, great debate went on between me and the co-driver as to whether or not the jump uh, when we left Bodens approaching Turners Hall was flat or not. It's got to be flat. It is definitely no. not flat. <laughs> but I, I, I say I hit it the first time at about 80%. And uh, whether it's true or not, this is my story, but I think that we flew past one note completely. We didn't need that <laughs> note at all. I think it was a left you got six. Some, you got some good height, though. You got yeah, some, yeah. I saw some images. But you got some. Was, I did it once. Uh, Stuart Maloney, I think, did it. The, the second time he did it, he got similar or more height than me. And when he landed, he broke his windshield. So oh he, yeah, he didn't have a good re-entry from orbit. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, and there's a good there's a good video with Ken Block doing it yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. The, the dynamics of the jump seem to kick the tail of the car up but, so you yeah. nose dive. Yeah. So so that is definitely um, what was one of the moments. But but by far the highlight for me had to come. I can't remember what stage that would have been. I, uh, 10, 11, 12, yeah. Stage 12 coming to Mount Poya. Um, I probably was leading. Uh, that was because it was very wet on Sunday morning. Yeah. And I had the right tires for it. And uh, we were doing very well. And the last corner, uh, we didn't quite make that corner, but there's, an, there's a, a video with a guy <laughs> shouting, Corblin, 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 <laughs> which by far is you the highlighted know, rally for me. I, I watched that clip, and as I see you approaching Junction, I was, I, like, as you got closer and closer, I was like, I don't think that's going to stop. I honestly do not think that. I was shot. You became in there real hot. Well, you know, I, I actually do think I had a chance of making it. Um, I, if, I, if I'd managed to get the clutch in and, um, and, and not kill the engine, I think I would have made the corner. But uh, It would have been one hell of an entry because you were at an angle from fairly, fairly far before the corner. I, thought, I think we lost about 12 or 13 seconds sitting there trying mm-hmm. to restart it, trying to compose ourselves. And uh, David Quello actually won that stage. And I think he did this by about nine seconds. So we right. were on it. Let yeah. me ask you, what, what is the deal with... Because the car cut out. Why, why does it take so long to get the car turned back on? Is it because you have to... It's like a process you don't have to start, like go back through to... Well, let's start with why it stalled, okay? So why it stalled is that, you, you know, your left foot braking. So your left foot's planted on, on the brake. Right. Uh, there is no other foot available for the clutch. So in the heat of the moment, when you're trying to brake and recover it, you don't get the clutch in. You didn't ask Jeffrey to just stretch across and push the clutch in for you? Next time, yeah. I appreciate it. But if it was if you... I was there, I would have done it. Absolutely. I would have done it. I know you would have, Jay. Yeah. Like how you tried last time. <laughs> exactly. That caused the whole problem. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, so that's what caused it to stall, is mm-hmm. that at some point, if I was good enough, I would have gotten the clutch in and it would not have stalled. What I was doing, you can kind of hear it from the outside, I'm trying to get down through the box. To, yeah, yeah. To get some wheel spinning. You can hear the drivers really like shattering as you're. um So then, when it comes to the stop and you realize it's all dead, then it's not on here, it's down here, unfortunately. The new one, Ken's car, everything is on the steering wheel. Right. So he could restart from there. Right. In this one, for me, I gotta gotta look and I gotta reach and find him this side, really. And there is a process. Then you have to like. Do you have to turn back off? And no, you like no. And you just you got, can just start it back up and go. Start, but you got to get it in neutral, or got to get it clutch in, and then you'll get it start. And with the engine hot like that, it doesn't really start immediately. Right. But we only lost nine, ten seconds, maybe. Yeah, yeah. True. That was a good video, though. Is mm-hmm. a is a. I waited for the in car to hear what the uh, the comments were in car. Listen, are you going to drop some in car footage? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Zach has all, all the in car footage. We mm-hmm. had uh, he did it throughout the Zach Baggett. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's putting together something for us, and, and we'll see what we get. Sweet. Cool. That's exciting. Um, you mentioned Ken Block, and I did see a video before the rally of you all having a bit of a chat. What was it like, um, you know, rallying with Ken? What was he like outside the car? Anything you can share with us about what that was like? Seemed like a straightforward guy. He really loves motorsport. I, w- I would tell you, you know, he's, he, he's obviously an extremely good, good, good driver. He's done, you know, and he's a professional, and he's in the cars regularly. But... Really straightforward guy, loves Barbados, loves um, the activity, had his whole family here. Mm-hmm. His uh, co-driver, Alex, real, real nice mm-hmm. guy, uh, yeah. has put some, you know, 
some comments on Facebook and commenting about other competitors and so on. So it yeah. was. Uh, were they, were they um, over the weekend? Were they? Were they? You know, as you guys are either at breaks or waiting for stages to start and stuff, were they kind of chatting, interact with you guys, talk 1, about stages, percent. all that? Yeah. One, the, they were really impressed with Shafet delivery of the uh, pizzas <laughs> to the. Uh, they were they were trying to figure out whether or not they could actually order to get uh, some Shafet delivery. <laughs> so. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and as I understand it, I think you had a chance to drive Ken's. Yeah, I had arranged with um, M Sport in advance right. that, uh, assuming that the car um, was in one piece, um, that I could I could try it. So both Rob Swan and I actually drove it on Monday at uh, Bushy Park. Um, can't say you know scientifically. I would say it felt to be at least a half a second to a second faster uh, per kilometer mm-hmm. than, than, than the current Mark One. My observations were it has a lot of torque, which mine does not, a lot of low-down torque. Uh, the Mark I version on the Evo 2 engine, you've got to keep it up in a lot of high, RPM high, to get yeah. This had a lot of torque through the rev range. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, Rob Swan's comment was that he didn't think it was far off of the WRC car, um, engine-wise. That was really surprising to me when you mentioned that, when you told me that. I couldn't, I would have thought, I mean, I didn't think straight-line speed-wise that it would be close. Or even feel remotely well, similar. I knew that first, second, third gear, there's not much of a difference between Swan's car and mine because I've driven with him in that. Now, when he goes four, five, six, when the feel torque it. really starts to kicking. Then. Right. Um, but if you look at what the times were at King of the uh, King of the Hill, which was about as good an example of you know, if you had a lot of power, mm-hmm. you were going to do better. Those uh, cars were really about a second a kilometer. The WRCs yeah. are about mm-hmm. a second a kilometer faster than the R- R5s. Yeah. Okay. And if Ken's car was, if the new one is close well, to a second faster. Point. Right, which I guess is kind of brings us to the point that I think we wanted to ask was what would be, why would you want to choose WRC over an R5 at this point? In, I mean, I, for me, I, I would. I don't no, know you, but I mean, in general, I'm saying the motorsport community. If you were going to rally and you've rallied WRCs and R5, why? I mean, we have a lot of R5 cars now. It seems like a really yeah. good um, platform for people to rally. Why choose to do the WRC route? Well, okay, so 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 this is my personal opinion. Yes. Okay, is that you know a few years ago I was pushing for the R5 I was pushing to 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 grandfather out the WRCs I still believe that that is the right solution for us uh, we have only one WRC car left in the Caribbean well that's not fair because uh, Ken has one and and Rob is half of a Bajan now but really I think both Ke- um, both Rob and Jeff sorry Jeff Panton uh, would are, are are I believe I can't speak for them but I believe that they would be willing to transfer to the uh, transition to the R5. I think that the solution, my personal opinion, is to abandon the WRC class for, for, for Barbados, for Rally Barbados, and to go to the R5 and the R5 Plus. R5 Plus is a, a regional regulation um, that they've used very successfully in the UK where they allow exactly the same R5 car as mine, 34 millimeter rather than 32, right. the ECU change. That means everything else is the same. same. All the axles, the gearbox, the engine's the same. Everything is just that. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you want it, uh, that would make sense for us to do. Alternatively to that, I think that you're going to have, if you keep the WRC class, then you're going to have to find ways to keep grandfathering in the you know, S12s, the S12Bs and stuff like that, or the, the ones that come from, uh, 
Yeah, we'll like that guy, uh, that guy that brought the Lancer, the, the RC Lancer. Uh, Loden, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I was thinking more of, um, of the two other uh, uh, Fiestas that come here that have any 34mm and have a 2-litre engine. Name is not coming to me right now, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's been, there's definitely been some discussions bouncing around on the local interwebs um, post Rally Barbados about this whole thing. And I think, I mean, personally, I agree with you. I think the R5 platform is the way to go. But I also think that I'm, I'm not sure or I'm not convinced that it should be something necessary that the Rally Club sets a rule and says these cars are no longer allowed. I think if, for example, Rob and Jeffrey were to just amongst themselves say, hey, look, let's just get rid of our WRC cars, let's just get R5 cars. Then you'd be left with one WRC car. Yeah, but if you don't do it through regs, then anybody who wants to win the rally can just, can just do that. Buy one. And Jeff wants to win, Rob wants to win, Dane wants to win. I win. I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I like to win too, but I know I don't have the car to win unless mm-hmm. it's perfect. Um, so I, I think you have to, the regulations steer people as to tell them where the investment they should be to, uh, to make. Um, and I, I do think that R5 is that solution, but I would not be opposed if they kept WRC. It's just my personal opinion. No, I agree, though. We're going to ask Dane the same question, but I would love to see everybody on a much similar platform get rid of the WRC cars, let everybody drive R5 and R5 Plus if that's what you want to do, fine. Um, but I just think that would be so much more exciting. Now you would, have, you would then have eight, nine people that, in theory, could win because the cars are close enough. Well, you'd have more. Well, I think more. the other thing that we, we have proved, I mean, we had a little bit of a stigma. I mean, when the R5 first came here, when Elfin Evans uh, drove it, and, you know, he drove uh, the living shit out of it too. Yeah, that when but it, it wasn't that exciting. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that exciting. So you have to remember that that was the Evo 1 of the R5. This is now what, what I'm driving is the Evo 2, and what Ken had then is the, is the third one, all right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a full mark to a whole new chassis. Those cars are quite exciting. I don't know there's much of a muchness with the WRC with them. I would not. I don't think so. You watch the stuff from this weekend, R. Fair enough. It was a full wet rally. It was a bit different. Yeah, but I think it was a little I bit different. I would happily watch R5s. I do feel like the spectators, and I'm speaking for spectators that were close to me, the R5s, they weren't as exciting. There wasn't enough on the edge. You know, it just seemed a little slower than normal. Whereas... Oh man! But it's I mean, to do with the noise too, because they're toned dude, down. Ken's car sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. Sounds different for sure. Ken's car sounds just as good. I would it agree does. that some of the like your R5s and your Skodas, perhaps not as it's aggressive Skodas, as, the, as a WRC car, but I found Ken's to me. Ken sounded very different to your Skodas car. Skodas are definitely quiet. I yeah, mean, uh, they're, they're Roger quiet. and um, and Shorts Skoda. When I hear the push apart, I, I, it's, it's quiet. I mean, that's. But hey, we're arguing over noise yeah. right, when they're trying yeah. to win a rally. Yeah, so. who cares? Um, <laughs> was there anything that surprised you about this rally compared with previous years, other than the weather, of course? Was there anything that... Well, I, I just want to circle back to finish one other thought on this, on the on the regs. I think one of the key points with getting with changing the WRCs, and this is more likely going to be controversial, is that I personally think that we have to be careful with these uh, SM classes mm. and how light they are and... Uh, that is what forces guys into doing what they have to do with the WRCs. I think if we were to adopt the uh, R5, R4, R3, R2 principles and adopt the weightings there, it would make sense. So to answer your question, what surprised me, I'm, I, I think that the two-wheel drive guys must be very surprised that given um, the Shorts Hill stage, which was as favorable as it could, unless you took out okay. the, uh, the chicane, other than that, they, you know, the R5s... Beat them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, 
it's half the price, frankly, for some of these uh, uh, some of these two-wheel drive cars. And we then, get an R5. And this is a whole separate thing. But then plus, like the safety level of an R5 compared to some of these two-wheel yeah, drive cars is is I mean, the difference is appalling in some cases, and it's terrifying. And it's just it. I love. They're special cars, but the the risk factor is so high in those two-wheel drive cars. That's, I mean, they're uh, they're rocket ships. It's, it's not necessary if we kept the metal doors and we you know kept yeah. some of the weight down. But I know that that is controversial. I don't want to make any bad friends with anybody. Okay, no, no, I really listen, don't. Okay. But they got uh, a lot of people that agree with that. Even some of the two-wheel drive guys would probably agree with you. Yeah. Well, not all, but some would. Yeah. So that was surprising <laughs> to me. I I thought, frankly, that the uh, I mean, I, I struggled in the Subaru to um, to keep up with Jonesy, um, to keep up with uh, with mares and so on. The R5 certainly in these conditions they they had no chance. Yeah, mm. yeah. Did you have a lot of fun, man? Listen, I what did I tell you? Do you, you remember said, yeah. what my objective was? I have was going to no, no, no. Hold on. If I beat Ken Block yeah, in one, one stage, stage. so I beat him in the first two, and I was leading the round. Well, you won. You won. You won two stages. So uh, yeah. you're retiring now. Sell the car. Put up the trophies, and no, I just give it to you, God. Oh, you're too sweet. Thanks, yeah, man. Do not <laughs> say that. To Listen, Listen, we do he's need. No, me of that no, no, we know, we know, but we do. Happen. We would like to come and go for a ride in it and experience it. I don't feel you've earned it. I haven't earned it. No. I sat with you. I sat with you in a Subaru when you were still shaking off some rust. Like, it, like me, the idiot, decided that I was sitting in the right seat because it's left hand drive. While you were shaking off your rust, I put my life at risk for you. You, you haven't earned it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll get it done, Jay. Yeah, we'll yeah. Get it done. we got to get it done, man. Sounds no, good. It was a, it was a, listen, it was a great rally. I, and it was extremely different, uh, difficult conditions, not just for the competitors. That's what we've talked about. But if, you know, if you think of the, the agony that the organizers must have gone through yeah. uh, um, in leading up to it, and all the spectators, what they had to go through. I mean, I don't think there was a car left in Barbados that wasn't covered in mud. Uh, and uh, the marshals, what they had to go through and, yeah. and so on for the rally club to have run that and cancelled one stage only for the entire weekend. And I think that that was a lot to do actually with a, a, an issue that they'd had early on in the day, none to do with the rally, but some someone had taken ill on the stage and they had to abandon a piece of it because they had right. to get them extricated from there. Mm. Um, they did a phenomenal job. Uh, and, uh, and then if you layer on top of that the COVID environment that we had to deal with and the great people that came from overseas, all the overseas, who, what they had to go through to quarantine, to, to do everything. I mean, it was just another success for Barbados, frankly. Indeed, yeah, I completely agree. Not only for the rally club, but just Barbados in general. I mean, Ken went on about it, you know, time and time again at the immediate event. And when the rally was finished, he talked mm -hmm. about how amazing our, you know, what a good job our government has done in terms of protocols and being able to let people come here and short quarantines and retests and all that stuff. So definitely a win for the rally club, no doubt, and a huge win for, for just Barbados in general, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Good. Listen, man, well, congrats again yes. for what was a P P4. very, very impressive weekend. Fourth the overall. First local driver. First local driver, driver second in R5, fourth overall. All right. It was, a, it was a great drive, very impressive. Very impressive. Um, very, very impressive. And, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you out there in the next rally whenever that comes. Well, there's an event coming up, I think, on the 21st, I think, or something like that. There's a, so, yeah. No, thanks a lot, guys. It, it, it was a lot of fun. Great testimony to the car, as you say, and great fun. And I think I won a, a lot of new fans. Yes, Indeed. I would agree. Indeed.
Thank you very much, cool. Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. And, and the best of luck in, uh, for the season. For sure. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. guys. Thank you. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gents, we're back. Guest number two, Rally Special. Introducing <laughs> Rhett Watson. Rhett, how you been, buddy? I'm good, man. Um, tough weekend, so I'm glad it's over. Weather's great now. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Jesus. Shitty weekend and any weekday starts and it's like perfect weather. Exactly. So, right, going into um, last weekend, Rally Barbados, what was your, um, first of all, what were your expectations going into Rally? Um, yeah, especially like, like as normal, um, try to run at the front of the two dry field. Um, you know, the whole week leading up to the rally, it was rain, rain, rain. Um, so even doing a bit of wrecking was, uh, you know, you couldn't see everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of water, lots of mud. Um, so, yeah, the plan was to take it steady the first loop of stages, um, see kind of what the conditions are like, um, and then press on from there. But besides your rain, I mean, how did you feel, how did you feel coming out of King of the Hill? Uh, good. Um, me and Jones were separated by, yeah, you know, nothing. millimeters, you know, mm-hmm. um, split seconds. Uh, Barry was... Uh, you know, good ways at the road. So we knew that beating him would have been difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I knew that if I could stay with Jones a little bit ahead, a little bit behind, you know, we just waited, waiting game, see what would happen. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that didn't work out good for Barry or myself. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but I mean, when you uh, when you realized that the weekend was going to be wet, or at least Saturday, obviously you didn't know what Sunday held yet. But how did you know? Did that change your Approach, mindset, or setup, feeling, or setup. Yeah, yeah. so the the setup changed dramatically. Um, obviously, sus- suspension settings and so on changes, tires, etc. Um, and your mindset. You know, you've got to be a, a lot more switched on. You've got to be looking for different things. You know, on the dry, you're looking for every inch or every millimeter, <clears throat> every millimeter. Um, on the wet, you got to look for where the standing water is. What's the, f- the the racing line might not be the fastest line. Yeah. Um, so little things like that. You you know, you go back and check your notes. Um, I drove all the stages, the Thursday and the Friday, um, making mental notes of when it was raining, where standing water was, where rivers were. Yeah. Um, you know, cause that, every little bit can, can help. And you, I, you haven't driven the big old bus in the rain much, have you? Uh, no. I mean, I, I've been doing this rally. This is the 21st time I've done this rally. Jesus. Um, 21. Yep. Three as a co-driver and the rest as a driver. That's insane. Um, the only other rally that was close to this in terms of weather was um, about two years ago, we had a winter rally. But that rain happened on the day. Mm-hmm. We didn't have all the rain. Like build up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it, it was, yes, it was similar conditions, but there was a lot more mud now because there was nowhere for the water to go. Yeah, and I can imagine that the, that the big girl is a handful yeah, of the wet. it is. It's a handful <laughs> of the dry. Of the dry, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man. It's all challenging. Yeah, so walk me through, I can't remember what stage, stage four? Yeah. Stage four is, right, Let's yeah, get to so, that. Well, it actually, my trouble started from stage one. Right, so run me through so, your rally now. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we left the start at um, Saul and Sharnox. Everything was good. Um, the sun had started to come out a bit, and a big rain cloud came as we were transiting to the first stage. Uh, so we knew that having only wets was the right, the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, got through the first stage, uh, I would say it, very conservative, 80%. I think Jones was a good five seconds quicker. Um, so I said, not a big deal. It's the first stage, long rally. On the transit to the next stage, Jones ended up being behind me on transit. He must have stopped for fuel or something. And, he, you know, he was flashing his lights. He pulled up next to me and told me that it looked like my back shock had broken. Um, but moments before he said that, we heard something and figured, you know, let's slow down a bit and see what it could be. Um, basically, a bolt had broken in the strut that held the back shock up. Jesus. Um, so that started off as Thankfully a Thankfully in transit. In transit. Um, with our service regulations, no, you're not allowed to service 
outside of a service zone. Um, so we couldn't drive any further without destroying it. So we had to, to service on the road. Uh, the boys got there, we got the boat changed and got to check in like a minute and 30 seconds before penalties. Um, so at that point, no, you're, you know, you're panicking, mm. right? So you, you Anxiety know, got, built yeah, up. Got his start line. I can't remember who I moved off behind um, <coughs> and gone. Went through Springville. It was good. I think it was the fastest two-wheel drive on that stage. Um, I think I gave back Jones pretty much everything he, that he had me. taken on the yeah. first stage, right? Um, so it was kind of, I think even Neil Corbin, he was right there with us as well. So it was kind of nip and tuck mm-hmm. for the first two. So I said, all right, good. Settled, everything was good. Went into service. Get, the guys just get another check just to make sure everything was good. Went to Malvern and on about to check in to Malvern, realized the fans weren't working. So obviously I'd gone through some water and it got a spike in amperage and it, it blew a fuse. Mm-hmm. So carried fuses on board, changed that. Through Malvern, great, great stage. I think uh, Jones gave me a little bit and Neil was on the same second, whatever. Yeah, um, that, so was, that was stage three, right? Stage three, yeah. yeah. so by that, by the end of stage three, Jonesy was like uh, maybe three seconds ahead of you. Correct. Mm-hmm. Something I mean, like that. Within a split second or something like yeah, that. Yeah, y'all were very close. So it was turned out to be a good battle. So I was yeah. like, all right, you know, feeling good. Um, and then stage four. So <laughs> moved off. Everything was good. Got all the way out to uh, the Featherbed Lane to, to Cliff Junction. And there's a long straight to where Jeffrey had his accident last year. Um, down the straight, got a really bad vibration. And as soon as I started to come out of the throttle, so it didn't break anything, the engine shut off. And a big warning came up, no oil pressure. So I was like, oh, my God, the engine's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, uh, what happened was the, the little cover that, that covers the coils from the water, that vibrated itself loose and knocked the belt off. So thank God the engine, um, ECU had parameters in it to kill the it, engine kill it. if it saw certain things. Yeah. And it did that. So we coasted all the way to, um, to Cliff Plantation. I uh, just waited for a tow. It was a 10-minute fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that point, you're OTL anyway. Yeah. So yeah. any mindset changes again. Right. Now, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the then mindset. You, then, you, then you realize, okay, well, there's no point continuing to try and perhaps be too aggressive because I'm out of it anyway. Yeah. So you're, you're over the time limit or OTL at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you turn on party mode. Yeah. So <laughs> unfor- well, fortunately and unfortunately, there was a lot of people at Cliff. And everyone's like, you're going to make it back today? I said, look, give me 10 minutes. I'll be back for your next run. So... You know, there was a bit of banter going on there. Some of my friends were there and so on and so forth. Um, I saw you there, yeah. I was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, so, went home, literally down the hill, fixed it. Started the next stage of that stage. I missed the Malvern and the Dark Hole after that. Um, and on the way now to Cliff, Bradley's like, you know, you got to get the boy something here. <laughs> it's like, well, it's tight, you know, they got a lot of curbs. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. So <laughs> Twist my that's, arm. that's pretty much where it started. Uh, but I think Kendall was epic. Yeah. The rest of the stage was good. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, from the time that happened, a lot of weight lifted off. Yeah, yeah. you don't you feel, anymore. feel a lot more relaxed in your yeah. car. No. You don't have to push it 100%. You know, once we got over fourth gear, it was all short shifting and just cruising just to preserve the car, really. Yeah, yeah. Definitely the best viral video of Saturday is yeah. Kendall, for sure. Yeah, that <laughs> went pretty viral. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like four different angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of slow motion <laughs> from different angles and things. It was sick. Yeah, that it was, was sick. Tasty back to like the old school days when time was less of an issue Didn't and you just matter. slide boat. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, man, that was sick. Yeah, so I figured I'd get my money's worth and spend as much time in the stage yeah. as possible. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what was it like with, you know, I know you've been doing this a long time and you're good friends with a lot of people. Um, do you 
get to converse? Did you see Ken and stuff like that? Did you have Did you have a chance to to have a, have any words with him or anything during the rally? Give him any points? <laughs> well, like well, he's, he's not a guy who give pointers to. Uh, <laughs> if, if anything, I'm looking to learn from him. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, also because of my issues, it set me back a bit. But yeah. the last Malvern, there was a bit of a delay at the start. Um, before the check-in, so we had a, it was more Alex, his co-driver. Yeah. Um, you know, he was interested in the car and stuff like that, so we had a bit of a chat. Um, Ken was, was chatting with the other R5 guys, mm-hmm. um, but the little bit we did chat, very down-to-earth guy, but very switched on. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, he's always been this kind of like, you know, happy-go-lucky, goofy guy, you know, likes his adrenaline, whatever, but mm-hmm. he's very, very switched, switched on. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I noticed that too. Um, Tell me about the road conditions. I know you talked about you know standing water in some places. What was what was the worst that you saw? Um, the worst for me wasn't really the water. The water I can manage because you can you can see it or you know it's going to be there because it's raining or it's not. Um, the the second loop of stages or the third loop it gets worse and worse with the mud yep. from the WRC cars and the four wheel drive cars cutting. Um, a good example is turning on to Kendall from Guinea. Mm. That that square left at the junction. Literally, it went from having a little bit of mud, and the next run, the entire road was covered in mud. So it was, <laughs> it, it, you don't know what you're going to find around the next corner. Yeah. Um, so that was challenging for sure, uh, but it helped with the sliding. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if you only had, if you, if you only kind of had three, let's call it real competitive stages, because after issue, as you said, OTL, um, you know, how were, were you surprised by? Let's say, for example, were you, su- were you surprised with how close Neil Corbin was to you guys? Um, surprised, yes. Shocked, no. Um, also, he has, a, he has a lot smaller car. Uh, he can brake later. The car doesn't have the, the kind of torque that my car, Andrew's car, would have. Um, so he's not going to have the amount of wheel spin or, mm-hmm. or stuff to, to deal with, like what we're going to deal with. And it was great having Neil's always been a fierce competitor. He drives the nuts off of it. He does, yeah. Um, so having him there in the mix just added more flavor to the pot. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was good to have a... a once Barry was out from the start, yeah. it, if it was a dry rally, it would have been me and Jones at it the whole day. Yeah. Um, but having Neil in the mix was great. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Did you miss Roger? Yeah, well, yes and no. <laughs> He's a whole other step ahead. Um, well, you never know the wet is a great equalizer, exactly. right? Yeah. I mean, his car would have been tough on the wet too. Yeah, his, his head isn't a good either. That's true. So he, I don't know, I've always considered him a four-wheel drive. Kind of don't really <laughs> check for him, you know? He kind of does his thing. Yeah. Uh, no, it would have been good to have him there as well. Yeah. Um, but to tell you the truth, him and Sean had a ball in his zero car. For I don't sure. even think they missed it. No, they so probably they didn't. Definitely not. Probably a lot less stress than that. Then. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> a little easier to roll with. No too. service crew, air yeah. condition. Yeah, radio know. plane. Exactly. Yeah, them get them boys live the life that weekend, man. For sure. Right. So then we come to day two. Um, what sort of mindset? You know, I know you're just you're doing it for the fans, but yeah, well, yeah. When you wake up on, on Sunday, what 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 happens? Sunday, there was two plans. Yeah. Um, also, in, you know, a bit of showing off for the fans and seeing how good we could do in the Sunday Cup. Yeah. Barry was back in, um, and I knew that. Beating him in the Sunday Cup would have been difficult. Um, so I said, well, if I can keep up with him and keep uh, the other guys behind, uh, Kurt and Hottie and them, shouldn't be too difficult. I can have a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going good, and then I had a puncture. <laughs> so Hottie actually passed me on the stage. So that's a whole minute lost. Um, and then the, that was Lambert's, the second Lambert's, and the third Lambert's, then a drive shaft bolt broke. So Hottie and Kurt Thompson passed me <laughs> on the stage. So that's two minutes gone. So yeah, but the thing is that Lambert's on Sunday was the best stage for drifting because it had a lot more unique corners, wider corners, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I only had one go at it. 
the other both times I had issues were on that on stage. That stage. Oh, man. So it's like, you know, luck. indicators on, you're just limping. Yeah. You know, I did an eight and a half minute stage on the last <laughs> stage, right? Could have gone fast on a bicycle. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Sunday's mindset was uh, keep it a bit tidy mm-hmm. to try to, to keep the second place in the Sunday Cup. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, wherever, wherever there was crowd, you were, it was you gonna were going to be action, were, yeah. Do you think all things being equal, you could have um, you could have stayed closer to Barry? Um, no, it would have been closer with Andrew. Um, His car's too fast. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's too or fast. Or not too it's fast, just, sorry. It's but a combination of everything. Um, and he's still learning his, his new engine to a certain degree as well. Yeah. Um, so he's only going to get quicker. Um, I would have had to push a lot harder than he would have to keep up with him. Um, and on a Sunday, it wouldn't have been worth the risk. Yeah. So he put a Honda in it, right? Yeah. yeah. You got a sweet little So I think it's like a 2500 K24. K20? Yeah. K24, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's wow. screams. Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah, it screams. Yeah, but your car in a slouch either, and it also no. screams. Best so. only car probably on rally. Yeah, you got to pick and choose your battles, right? I know where my strengths are. Yeah. I know where their strengths are. So you minimize there and you gain where you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's next for the for the BMW? You got you got plans for it? Is there, yeah, you know, there's, there's plans. Um... There's a lot. There's a lot of things I would like to do with it. Go on. <laughs> um, at this time, to pull the trigger on some very expensive bits, a lot more sponsorship would have to come towards that. Um, it's just right now, basically, the sponsorship and what we put into it ourselves pretty much runs the car from year to year. Yeah. And any any repairs that need to be done uh, to take the next step. Uh, with, get with, yeah. Either that, or I have to sacrifice a year off, or. Even sacrifice certain events just to, you know, or the money that would have gone to that event to this. Um, I mean, you've been running that car for a while now, and um, obviously you've made some serious improvements versus when you first got it to what yeah. it is now. I think it's yeah. completely well, you different know, car. You, you navigated in that car. I did. Year we got yeah, it. your brother kindly put me backwards into a wall <laughs> as well. So that was fun. Um, but he, but yeah, I mean, that car has come a far, far away. Yeah, when you guys uh, first it's not even it much of the original because the body shell changed last year. Um, I built a new shell. The end of 2018, I had a small incident in Vaucluse at the start of a rally. Clipped the tire, ripped the suspension off. Um, it, it damaged the chassis. In my opinion, beyond more than it was worth fixing. That, that body had done 20 years of rallying at that point between Stockdale, Stillow, myself, um, and Logan. So it, we needed to get a new shell. Um, so the body shell is different, the engine is different. The only thing that's really the same from the original car would be transmission, suspension, brakes. Yeah. Um, everything else, the looms, all the wiring, uh, dash engine, everything else is, is all changed. Yeah, I mean, it's a monster. Mm-hmm. Even uh, yeah. years and years ago when I was first in it, it wasn't quite the monster that it was now. No. But then it was a monster. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's, yes. just, it's such a big car and it's fast it as shit. Yeah, but it's I just, fast. I mean... <laughs> Not that you need to spill anything in particular, but if you know, what are some of the like weak points that you would want to improve? Yeah. Pretending like budget wasn't a thing. Oh, like yeah, budget wasn't a thing for sure. Suspension would be the first thing I would do. Uh, it still has on fifteen year old Proflex. I'm I'm at the limit. I'm actually probably driving the car past <coughs> the capability suspension. It's just not ideal um, for the for the pace of the car. What I'm trying to achieve. What I'm trying to push. Mm-hmm. Um, it, having driven Logan's car with uh, rigor suspension. Uh, which is ultimately what I want. It's chalk and cheese. His, hand, his car will. Well, I figured if I painted it red and painted mine purple and swapped them, he probably wouldn't. Listen, know the, the boy can barely <laughs> the boy can barely center a profile pic on Facebook. You might as well take the boy's suspension. Exactly. He doesn't know a spanner from a, from <laughs> yeah. a wrench, right? So, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, having driven his car, it's it's a big, big difference. Big difference. And his is eight year old suspension, ten years old. So there's even newer stuff of the same brand. So yeah, it gets better. Um, and then a year and a half ago, I drove Stan Hartland's car, which has only most modern <coughs> stuff um, at Vaucluse, uh, helping him dial in his suspension. And that's a whole other level again. Um, so, yeah, that would instantly that stage time without mm-hmm. any, you know, performance in terms yeah, of yeah. speed-wise. Yeah. Suspension-wise and handling, that's, that's stage because time. Because, I mean, right the truth there. is you probably don't need a whole lot more power. No, any, honestly, any more than what you have, no, I can't get it It'd to be the ground. It'd be undrivable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the suspension will help get it to the ground. Yeah, of course. Um, so once you get the suspension, then you'll say, all right, well, no, you felt it. Maybe it could get a bit more power or you know, change gear in or where the power band comes in, whatever, mm-hmm. to improve the power of the car. But for now, it doesn't need any more. Yeah, it doesn't look like it does. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a torque, about It's not a horse hole. Fair enough. It's got a lot of it. Got a lot of it. <laughs> um, are you going to be doing the event that's coming up? Um, yeah. yeah, the plan is to do... Um, we're not going to do the motoring club. I'm waiting on some parts. Even though it's the day before, it still gives me an extra day to get ready. Um, waiting on a few bits to come. I need to get changed my drive shaft. Um, from the, where the bolt broke, it damaged the flange. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 15 years old, rather than repair the place. A yeah. um, few other little odds and ends that need to be tidied up. I got to get Logan's going to drive that event as well, so I've got to get his car ready. Right. Um, you know, a lot was spoken about this year with the R5 class. You had a chance to gain one. No, never driven one. Would you um, want to? Yeah, I guess. Um, obviously, they're they're the pinnacle um, of of the groups of cars. They look fun to drive. They're amazing on the brakes and the handling. Um, but I don't think it would give me the same thrill as my car, just being you know more power than them on rear wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I guess they're. I mean, depends on what you want, right? I'm sure if someone said, here, have a run at it in a rally. You'd probably say yes. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it for fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, just, just for the experience. Listen, what's your opinion on um, <clears throat> coming out of this rally, Barbados? There's been a bit of bouncing around on, uh, you know, we asked Andrew about this as well when he was in here, um, on this whole WRC R5 yeah. class situation. Yeah, um, see, it, for, for me, I wear three hats, right? I have my driver's hat. I'm also on the committee of the club. Mm-hmm. And I head the regulations committee, so regulations to me are very dear to my heart. Um, my opinion is put on your personal hat and personal answer hat. answer it as rat. I don't think we should do away with them. They're a spectacle in their own. We are an amateur club. If someone that can afford one wants to have one, why not? They should be allowed to come. They and should be allowed to compete. Um, having capping capping a, a, a class and eliminating those kinds of cars, in my opinion, stagnates the rally. So there are a bunch of guys that come here with them that won't come anymore because they're not going to sell their car just to get an R5 to come here or whatever we decide the top class is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're, you're limiting future drivers that have those cars that want to come. That, you know, Bar- Rally Barbers is a bucket list rally. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's guys, all, there's guys that I talk with that had BMWs in Belgium that now have World Rally cars. They want to come to Barbados. It's on their bucket list. It's just a matter of wing. Right? So you, you do that, then you're going to stop guys like that coming. Um, is it really if you did it would it really cap spending probably not because you just spend it somewhere else no I'm not I'm not sure that the, I'm not sure that they would necessarily do it as a as a way to perhaps cap spending yeah. but from I think from if I'm going to think like a purely selfish spectator um, or rally enthusiast to me having um, the thought of having 
eight, nine, ten, eleven guys on the same platform, yeah, who all in theory now have a possibility to win, yeah, rather than let's say three people. Yeah, um, that just makes it a bit more exciting. It's the same thing in Formula yeah, no, One. Sure. Like Formula One can be boring because you have Mercedes and then it's just everybody else, it, yeah. right? So it's boring. Red Bull well, did the same it's thing. When, Mercedes and Formula One, right? right. And it was the same with Red Bull. When you have, when you look at MotoGP or some of the like F two, F three, when the cars are a lot closer, yeah, it is it's far more exciting, more exciting racing. racing. Well, well, well I, I mean, I'll say two things on that. You're not wrong, but at the same time, the feeling of the spectators is like the R five cars sound like shit, and yeah, like but there's not like. People love the WRC. They love the two-wheel drives who are going batshit crazy. Yeah, they're not crazy. very spectacular on a drive. In a wet rally, they're Fair great. Enough. Um, but it is close. And, you know, you feel like it's a more of a, uh, an even competition because you got nine people on the same platform. Yeah, but you shouldn't have their place. Yeah. And I think it's important to have both of them. Yeah. Um, that's just me. I, I really enjoy, even obviously you don't get, I don't get to watch them live often. But watching videos of the world cars. No, I mean they're ridiculous. Yeah. They're it's impressive to see. And I, but I still don't think I still don't believe that the sixteen hundred cars like what Panton and Swan have are the best car for our for our roads. Mm. I think the old two liter world rally cars like Danes and what Jeffrey had before are yeah. the better cars to have. Why? Uh, just our, the dynamics of our stages, the grunt of those cars. I just think they're better. Low end torque and just for overall package. Yes, they're gonna be like like Orange Hill is probably gonna be. A stage for a Fiesta, it's small, it's lighter. Or like Canefield. You know, you know, stuff like that. But you got, if you look at the, the overall picture of our entire rally, I think the two-liter car is the better car to have. Interesting. Yeah, and they're cheaper. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're cheaper than R5. There are. But not to run. Not to surely. run. No, to, to purchase. purchase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound like you've been looking. I just browse a few sites. <laughs> I think we all do. Every now and then, robscarsforsale.net. Yeah. I didn't even know until Ken put up that, that post that Rob's car was Tanat's car from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. we yeah. actually yeah. had him on the podcast yeah, and he told Rob us told he us, told yeah. us that yeah. story. No yeah. I'm surprised that could be revived because that thing ate some shit when it fell yeah, off inside of that. Yeah. I'm sure M Sport just. Well, I mean, it drove the next up. day in the rally in Mexico. But, I mean, it's just. He's a, Tanak is a madman. Well, yeah. But yeah, it is. No, the World Rally cars are impressive, right? And I love to see them as well. I just you just want to see even you want to see Panzer and Swan against. Dude, it would be so nice if there were more of them. Yeah, I I don't care if they bring more World cars, and I don't care if it's R five. I would just like more people to be able to win rather than it be two or three. Yeah, I think this rally kind of didn't show it because you didn't have a normal crowd. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're only going to have two or three, and maybe four or five R fives in a regular rally, a local rally, but. Our big rally barbers, you will have a lot more WRC yeah. cars normally. And I, but this well, going to die a natural death, huh? No, I know it will. I know it it's will. It's a matter of time. And that's right? that's where the new cars are so far out of reach. Yeah. And far less buying one, you got to run it. And running right? it They're is where you're way used. too technical. Just having watched them live and been in these service areas and watched those guys service those cars, we can do that stuff here. Yeah. Uh, I just wouldn't. And when you look at the capabilities of what blocks, which is the most modern R5 now, Rally 2, whatever the fuck they call it, because yeah. they keep yeah, changing the name two. of it. Rally 2. Rally 2, yeah. Um, it's clear that, at least in certain conditions, it can be there on yeah. pace well, with I the guys. I watched him test at Bushy Park. It sounds different. It looks different. It's sounds just a newer am- generation Sounds car. amazing. So that's another step for the R5 guys. Yeah. Um, without going to the big money WRC cars. But listen, man, the group, the group that you play in falls victim to a very similar thing. Yeah. Right? So. I mean, the two-wheel drive cars, it becomes a bit of a... I don't mean to offend anybody. It becomes a bit of a pissing contest. It does. It's, a, it's a big arms race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've lost a few guys over the years. Yeah. You know, Neil's, Neil Starlet 
He's not competing anymore. We use Swift. Unfortunately, he's not competing yeah, anymore. Josh is out this year. Josh Roger is not this year. But he did do a, a event this year, and it yeah. shows the car has pace. Yeah, so he had a lot of pace. You know, I know he has a lot on his plate, but so hopefully he comes back soon and he's competitive again. That would be great. Yeah. Um, so basically leaves the two mayors, is Jones and myself. Um, and then you got a pack that's just behind us as well. Yes. So yeah. will they move up? Don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think Neil Corbin needs an 1800. Mm-hmm. Neil, if you're listening... Get Work an 18. It. <laughs> 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 You're definitely a 600 thing. Yeah. Um, so he will, if he got that, he'd be right there in the mix. No two ways about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So what will happen? I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting though. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is just... Every couple of years, it, some fall off and some join in. It's, yeah. It's never constant. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what's next for you? You got Rallycon. Any, any other plans this year that you want to... Uh, no plans. Uh, obviously, we have a no because of the season running so late. We have a shorter off season, off season before yeah. we start again. Um, so that's going to be, you know, crazy. I, I pl- obviously, this is now the second year of this of this new body shell. So I need to strip it down, have a look, make sure you know stuff that you couldn't see with everything in place. Um, your differential needs a rebuild. It hasn't been done in a couple of years. The engine's good to go. Box just got redone. Um, suspension. We'll see what condition that's in. Um, and if we, you know, if things come, if people come on board or, or whatever happens, you never know what's to happen. Might hit the lottery. Um, I get that, Riga. The problem is I've, I've spoken to Riga recently um, to get their latest uh, pricing, and they have a backlog because of COVID. So it so, might be, it might be yeah. six to eight months before you can get yeah. it. So, you know, does it make sense pulling that trigger and not get it for Ali Barbados? Probably not. Probably, probably not. not. Wait till 2022. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, man, that you had such tough luck this weekend, but it was good to still see that you were able to enjoy yourself. Pure yeah. action. I've yeah. done it for enjoy so it. long that it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. There's next year. Yeah. I've had good times and I've had bad times. Yeah, so. it's the highest, highest highs and lowest lows, yeah. right? This weekend, I, I won the crowd a little bit. So. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think I made, outdid me a little bit. But well, you only need that little fancy limiter tune that he got with the spinning flames and thing. And <laughs> no, I'll leave that's his, that's his <laughs> signature. I'll leave that in. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's actually a good question. Do the BMW boys, like, you know, you mentioned Stillo and them, do, do you all, you know, swap parts or, or oh, yeah, have a chat? Constantly. Constant? Um, like, for instance, Derek Edwards had an issue with his engine at King of the Hill. Yeah. Um, he actually ran my old engine that Stillo bought from me. So that was in there. And that engine gave me two two wheel drive victories in Rally Barbados. So he had that. He came aboard a computer from Logan's car. Um, Stello at one point was coming for alternator. It's just it's it's constant. Yeah. Whatever you have nice. and, it's, and it's not on my car, I'm willing to, to share it because I might be in the same situation. Yeah. yeah. Um so all those guys we stick together. I think that's good action. That's yeah, that's know, one of the great things about like the bar- the rally community here in general, you know. Yeah. The guys are everybody's always willing to try and help each other. Exactly. Yeah, Wherever you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool, well, man. Well, listen, th- yeah. thanks for your time, buddy. Right, you're welcome. And uh, we'll have to have you back on and tell us maybe a bit more stories about your 21 rally Barbados's that you've done. <laughs> I can't remember half of it. <laughs> <laughs> or don't want to. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. All, All right, right, cool. Right. Thanks, Thank right. you so much for your time, man. Appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers, man. Cool. Thanks. Cool. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to Canberra House. We've got Dane Skeet here, fifth overall after rally Barbados. He's had quite a journey across the two days. Um, that's putting it and mildly. Yeah, but put, yeah. to put it mildly, we're going to try not to upset him too much. But um, Dan, yeah. first of all, thanks for coming. Second oh, of all, yes. tell us about your weekend, buddy. How much time you got? Right. Let's, you let's, know what, right, right. let's go to the beginning. Let's go to Saturday like we're doing yeah. everybody. Okay. Obviously, everybody's on, down a saw. It didn't look like it was too bad. And then you knew it was going to be wet. Yeah, yeah the, the conditions really didn't. I was I was glad to have a little change up in conditions. Right. I mean, I wanted a nice dry fight, but 
Well, let's go back because King of the Hill, obviously, congratulations. Big win, I think. You know, I, I think you surprised people on that. I, I can't say that because you won rally before. You, no, you know. I think everybody else was looking for the newer cars to be. That, I, think that's, I think that is my point. And I think, you know, she's still running good. But when she's running. When she's running. <laughs> I got to watch my mouth here. I'm going to put myself in there all the time. Um, <laughs> what was your expectations going on to the first day? Or how did you feel starting, you know, your first on the road? Stage one, how did you feel? Um, I was a little hesitant to be first on the road with the weather the way it was. I knew yeah. that the stages were going to be quite dirty. But after the first stage, I think we won the first stage by three seconds plus. After that, I was pretty comfortable. No. Well, he's, he, means, he means the oh, WRC. Right. Andrew won it, but my nearest competition. Yes, you were very close. My nearest competition after was, Andrew yeah, was, was, was Jeff. And he yeah, was he was way off pace. I knew that Andrew wouldn't be able to keep that pace up because all the stages wouldn't be wet like that. Yeah. Did you, were you surprised, by the way, just out, like... That, that Andrew was that fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was surprised until they told me what tires he had on. Right, and okay. Then, then it made sense. Okay. Right, he had the monsoon specials on. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So you were just running the normal wets that everybody else was using. I had on intermediates at that point. You had on inters. How, right. how was that car on that? And that weather? This is where we Jesus, have to start. Dude. Because it, that's what you had. That's what you decided to choose. That's what I chose. That's what I chose. Um, were you pressing the outside over with a feather? Um, it was sketchy up. Jesus. I didn't know you were on inters. But they were the right choice for the next two stages. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was a gamble. It, it paid off for me at that point. Well, yeah. Did that feel sketchy as shit, driving that car on that stage yeah, like that? For sure. All, yeah. the stages were, all the stages were relatively sketchy. Um, very soon. You have the time. You have the... Over, yeah. So I think it, we spoke to Andrew because he was still leading up until three and then you overtook him on stage four, right? Yeah, and then you won four, five, six, seven. Think so no, no i'm ta- you did you, you did. won you won you won four five six seven um and things started to look things were coming well, together so launch control failed on me at i had a stall on ss3 and that signaled the start of launch control issues which takes me back to your dad because he had a lot of problems with the launch control is this I'll something just explain briefly yeah. how big of a difference that makes um conservatively three to five seconds on the start line why well so, uh, without getting too technical, you see when the car modulates the clutch on the launch. I don't, I don't deal with that at all. Right. So, without that, I have to... Manage it. I have to move off the car normally. Mm-hmm. There's no revving up and popping the clutch and moving off your lane. It's literally, I, I do it like a diesel. I just bring my foot off the clutch slowly until the car picks up speed, and then I go. Right. I switch on the anti-lag at that point. I was going to say, you can't start it with like that with anti-lag on, no, surely. Nah, there's no race launching without launch control. Right. Just move off, like you're moving off from a traffic light. Flick it on and go. Right. Okay. So it, does, it has a huge impact. And that started to fail on stage three, so three, four. 3A had a stall, four it launched, and then after that, no more launch control. Well, that's crazy, man. And you still won five, six, seven with no launch control. At that point, we started to get sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> your, your enthusiasm I'm, kicked up a little bit. I, I think it was, it was back to them, as I told. At that point, the pace that we were trying to achieve was not sustainable for a whole rally. And that became apparent on Sunday morning. With three excursions, <laughs> you three stages. Right. Wait, hold on, don't get to Sunday yet. Okay, I want because yeah. you so you 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 figured then because you were missing launch control, you knew you just had to pick up yeah, pace yeah, any yeah. stage. Had to turn it up to try and make up that deficit, and it worked. It did work for a time, and it wasn't until you were leading the rally all the way up to the last stage on Saturday, I believe, mm-hmm. and that's when the diff, the drive shaft, drive shaft, right. Then what? 
How did <laughs> did you um, talk me through that stage? Then did you when did you feel it? And um, it was about halfway through the stage. So just before Easy Hall hairpin, there's a little <clears throat> like a jump, almost not a yeah. full jump. And when I landed from that, when it came down, I felt the, the impact. And when I went around hairpin, there was literally no drive. I had to limp the car out of the stage from there. That cost me twenty odd seconds. Right. And then so then take me off to the stage. So you then went straight to service. Right. Had to get told about the service. Right. Couldn't make it all the way. Right. Um, threw in an old axle that we had. Mm-hmm. And started Sunday morning. Right. So how did um, where was he at that point then? On Sunday. Uh, down at six. I yeah. think it was six. Uh, yeah. The start of Sunday. On so second. I so then tell me about your mindset going into Sunday. Do you feel confident with the car, having gone through that issue? What would you feel on what your expectations were now on Sunday to try to claw back? Just, just claw as high as you could get. I knew that the car was competitive. Yeah. If I could stay on the road, you know, um, I knew that we would have a fight on those stages a little bit more because some of those start lanes were on a little incline. You still had no launch control. No, I, I, none for the. You lost, once you lost it, you had it, you didn't have it for the weekend. Right. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And did you start Sunday on the inters again? Yes. Right. And your and Panton and Swan were on. Wets? Oh, wets, yeah. Okay. There was a lot of tire choices. I think the only stage that really warranted the wets for me was the dark hole stage, Springville. First run through there, I think the first six or seven cars all had the same incident in the first corner, which was nearly leaving the road mm-hmm. after aquaplaning over six inches of water. Right. Jesus. Yeah. That's the same stage I saw a video of you introducing the front of your car to a chicane. No, that was... Um, <laughs> That was Bottoms to Rock Hall. Oh, that okay. was the first stage on Sunday morning. Right, 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 right. That was classic. That was <laughs> yeah, that chicane. You just sent it. Those barriers did not, they did not stand a chance. It you crept, punted it. It crept up on me, man. When I, when I came over the little crash, <laughs> I saw the chicane, and it was a... Yeah. I told Tyler, it, was, it doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched that like six times, and I was like, look at this man just punting the chicane out his way. <laughs> it wasn't the intention, but once I saw the chicane, there was no... Yeah, we'll just foot, foot back in it and keep going. Once I hit them, I was back on it. Yeah. I'm trying to, um, your pace after that. Yeah, so uh, uh, on stage 10, which would have been Bottoms to Rock Hall, day, the first stage on day one, you were, uh, you finished third. You were like, it was hairs of Ken Block beat you by, and then Panton won that stage. Uh, stage 11, you were second. Just actually, you were quite a ways off of Panton in that stage. And was that one of your excursions? Yes. What was that one? That was just after the hairpin in Sailor Gully. Came into a right three with. Is this where you nearly hit on a, let on a tree? Yeah. Right, yes, I saw that one. That was it. <laughs> let me ask you something, though. Do you just, do you just, at this point in time, like you're just, obviously you're trying to claw back as much as you possibly can. <laughs> Do you do you basically carry on a bit of like fuck it mentality and you're just gonna if not so much or, or are you still trying to like you're not not I'm not saying you're intentionally trying to leave the road but you were just pushing as hard as you can yeah, you, you, accepting that things might happen yeah you're you're carrying braking zones a lot deeper than you normally would on that kind of condition and you expect that sometimes it's not gonna stay like in that instance we came across mud in the road it right on the brakes that was not it didn't quite have them it wasn't stopping yeah. I was luck, dude. You were pretty close to that tree, though. Yeah, we were close to that tree, man. <laughs> I love it. So, oh god, stage twelve. Now, David Quillo managed to. He jumped everybody. Yeah, 
So that stage, <clears throat> that was the Lambert stage. We left the road in that stage in the Pickering section in a right five. That must have been fun. We had to sneak. Because when I turned in, there was water on the inside of the corner. And we'd been warned about it, and I thought I'd missed it. I didn't. It lifted at the right side of the car, just aquaplane. And I had to, I turned out of the corner because there's no way I was making it wrong. And there was a pole on the outside. As there always is. As there always is. <laughs> so I turned out and had to sneak the car between the pole and the stairwell. Jesus. You, wait, you went between the two? Between the two. And it was. As in under the stay? So from where it anchors? Stairwell, car went through. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I think we went, I don't know, 50 feet down through the, it was a plow ground. I was a lot up and down and jiggling around. <laughs> I would love to know what Tyler thought of all this. <laughs> he was cursing at that point. Yeah, I, he was not happy with her behavior. No, yeah, I can imagine. You got on board for this drop in? Why? Um, I don't you don't have it, or you're not going to release it? We didn't have any at that point. Oh. I, don't, I don't put cameras in the car anymore. I used to. Mm-hmm. Just one more thing for me to think about, about the start of the stage. Yeah. Um, so, others people that I was going to say, Zach or others didn't want to fire some cameras in? I had some in on Saturday. I don't think, recall him putting any in on Sunday. Okay. That's too mm. bad. Sunday would have been some interesting on boards. <laughs> I know, right? True. Yeah, so Quelo had a great stage. He did. Very surprising. Yeah. Um, not to say that was surprising about him, but I just mean compared to everybody else, he, he drove well. Yeah, he jumped everybody. Yeah. Um, so after that, how what, what else did we have on, on a rally for you at that point? Um, at that point, we went into a service stop, um, put back on my wets to come back to Bottoms to Rock Hall. Mm-hmm. I realized any time control, I had a flat front there. <coughs> so and that's what happened. That's, that's stage. I lost 25 odd seconds in yeah. that stage. Yeah. I think at that point, I was less than two seconds behind Ken. Starting that stage. Yeah, you were coming oh, back. Starting it, yeah. By the end of the stage, you yeah. had fallen off quite a bit. But yeah, you were, you were about that. Yeah. You had some really shit luck, why? Dude, yeah. I mean how quick you were in this rally and then how slow you could have been with, with all the issues is just like yeah, not man, good. It's, that's part of rallying. You I know. It doesn't go away all the time. It must have been frustrating for you. Frustrated is understandable, man. Yeah. It was one thing after another. But we dragged it along as far as we could. Mm-hmm. I mean, once the second drive shaft broke in Sailor Gully at the bottom of the hill, there was no way we were getting on that stage. Just I locked the diff, tried to drag it out. It wasn't going anywhere. Jesus, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, honestly, Actually, that, that weekend, yeah. So I know, right? Like, um, how's the car right now? I'll ask you that first. Um, done a bit of bodywork damage. I have a new sensor coming for the clutch actuator. Is that the? Is that what's causing your launch control problems? Yeah, I'll test it and see. Um, try and do this last event. event. Yeah, coming up. the motoring club or the rally club, whichever one runs. Yeah, um, and then from there, I need to send the transmission away. Oh boy. That took a beating. Yeah? Yeah. Without that, without the sensor working, the shift is basically just the hydraulics forcing just it. Just forcing gear. it in. So it's and yeah, the, surely that feels different in your car yeah. too. I'm pretty sure that's what broke the first drive shaft. The shift. Just the like impact the from impact. it shifting? The shifts were that, that, that powerful. aggressive. Yeah. That it tweaked the. And gauge. do you do anything different or you still keep your foot pin and just pull up at all? Foot pin. <laughs> on Sunday. I no mechanical sympathy at all. No Sunday mechanical sympathy. On Sunday, I was given a little ease to train. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's real rough, man. Jesus, man. 
Well, it sucks that you had such a rough weekend. I, mean, I think everybody was really looking forward, and I'm sure you were too, to a good little battle with the other two WRC cars. Yeah, well, like I said, I was looking for a nice dry set of stages that we could really yeah to watch, show. You know? yeah. yeah, obviously the the Jeffrey and Raw with the new cars. Um, did you? I mean, from everything this that whole weekend, you seem quicker. The, the, the super seemed faster to me, and the stage times are you know pretty so good. It's hard to, to tell because I mean those guys are brand new in those cars. Yeah. Whereas I've had a little time in the Subaru now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they will get faster. Mm-hmm. And the cars are ten years younger than the Subaru. Yeah. So, so do you think it's inevitable that at some point in time, potentially, yeah, that yeah. the they will get up to speed and there's just nothing you can do? So then, what do you do? Right, well, that's, that leads us <laughs> into the next question. What's the What's the plan for the Subaru? And any any thoughts of going you can R5 share. or anything? Um, I right now I'm not interested in a WRC car like Jeff and Rob's. Yeah, I think the next logical step would be into an R5. Um, obviously, I don't want to do that if there's still WRC cars knocking around. God, well, we would, this is this is part of the main conversation. We have to do it. We have to, but we have. He's the best man to ask. He's got one of them. So, dude, after Ali Barbados, this whole I don't know if you've seen on the local motorsport interwebs, but oh, everybody's yeah. kicking off about let's just get rid of WRC cars and just do our fives. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to tell people with cars that are working get rid of your car. Yeah, yeah. of course. But, I mean, I think if the club was to sit down with the stakeholders, those of us that are in the group, and say, well, we want to go this direction. What's a reasonable time frame that you can plan yourself around? And it could be an option, but everybody got to be on board. Yeah. But you're not opposed then. Let's assume everybody gets on board or not, whatever. But like you're not opposed to, to getting into an R5. No, not really. Once once everybody's there. I mean, I would really like to compete with Jeff on a dead even playing around. That would be nice. Can you imagine? People, that's what we've always said. We've talked, we had Andrew Malu in here before you and then Rhett, and we talked about this with both of them as well. And I keep going on, I feel like a broken record now, but I would love to see everybody on the same platform and just have, now you have potential with like, whatever, 10 drivers that could win Rally Barbados because everybody's in the same car. Not three that are in WRCs and then seven. But then again, there's a big difference between what Cameron's driving and what Andrew's driving. Fair enough, but... According to Andrew. You could also make the argument that somebody young with a lot of enthusiasm could get in a car like Andrew's and keep up with one of the newer R5s driven by somebody else. Why would, well, I, why would I want to, though? No, no, I'm not saying that you would want to. I'm just saying that because um, the argument now, obviously, Andrew drove and Rob Swan drove Ken's car. Mm-hmm. And Andrew said that it felt faster than his R5, which I'm not surprised it's newer. It probably should okay. be. And Rob said it felt quite similar to his WRC car, which was kind of shocking. But the point I'm making is that even though they're evolutions of the R5 platform, if you had somebody with a bit more enthusiasm and, uh, let's say, an, uh, an, uh, an appetite for risk like you, <laughs> compared, to somebody, compared to somebody who might not be as hungry or willing to take the risk, there's a very good chance that even if you had a driver in one of the newer R5 cars, like what Ken had, and let's say you were in an older R5 car, Chances are you could I probably still compete. I understand what you're saying. I'm just, right. I no, you want, wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to compete at that deficit from the start. No, you'd want to get in the newest one. Yeah. yeah, the most competitive car. Whether or not it's a newest or it's a different brand or whatever it is, the most competitive would be my choice. We need to get this. We need to make this happen. We can't, but I mean, you can. <laughs> but I'd just be sick. Do you think this is something the club will explore? Um, I think they have no choice, really, after this event. 
see why. I mean, you saw what Ken can. You saw Ken was pretty close to WRC cars in his, and I fair enough, it's wet, so that's probably not equal. If it was on dry chance, yeah, he wouldn't right. be as close. Yeah. Yes. What? Uh, the, car, the cars are quick. There's no doubt about that. Um, there's always the unknown in the two wheel drives as well. I mean, I, I don't think Andrews had a or any of the R5 guys have had a chance to really compete <coughs> on a drive with the fast two wheel drives like Roger and. Full no, and, and chances are on the drive they probably wouldn't. And that, that's another tricky situation for the club. The SM2s. Yeah. yeah. You used to have one of them. Yep. That one was more bad luck than the car. <laughs> <laughs> but you must enjoy the WRC more now, no? It's different. One that they're rewarding in different ways. You get a stage right in, in its real state. It's a nice smooth tarmac stage in the drive. It's real sweet. Mm-hmm. It's a different car to drive. Yeah. It looks like more of a handful. The 306? Certain, certain it would areas. sometimes. Certain areas. Like when you see him coming up through like Canefield and stuff like that. Yeah, on a, on Hill. Like Hill. Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place, man. Like somewhere like Springfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That hill in that car is... Ideal. Good fun. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, you're going to get the Subaru back up properly for the, for the next event. Um, I saw a couple of videos online of you having a chat with Ken. Just give me your thoughts on what he was like as a competitor. And real cool cat, man. Yeah, He's a real cool guy. Hoping to see him back next year to defend the title in a WRC car. Bring whatever he wants, just come and defend the title. He said that he said if he comes back, he wants to come in a big boy car. Probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be great, man. It'd be auction for sure. It, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I second your thought. I thought he was at the automotive event. He was, you know. Very humble, very down to earth. I thought he was yeah, you know, he, just a just a cool cool yeah, guy. I think he's a superstar. No, that's it's crazy, it. I right? Think, when you yeah. meet him, I mean, he's obviously he has so much like global stardom, but he's just like anybody else. He's just, he's just a, another a car, gearhead. another gearhead. Yeah, yeah, another car guy that just wants to be in and around the sport all the time and likes to do crazy shit, mm-hmm. and can sometimes disconnect his brain and do stupidness in a car. Did he come to look at the the car? Um, yours, the Subaru, and uh, any questions? Not really. Um, he's pretty familiar with those yeah. cars. I mean, he was in the World Championship in... Right, because he was in Subaru beforehand. Yeah. 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 But he was driving a Ford at that point. Yeah, he had he a Focus. familiar with the cars. Focus? Or on the Fiesta platform then? I think he did a couple in the Focus. Right. I think so. I could Yeah, remember. he had some excursions there too. <laughs> mm. So they... Um, well, no, this, R, this whole R5 WRC model thing is very interesting. And I... Um, very, I don't know where it's going to land. Well, I think the spectators want it to happen. I mean, you know, they want a, an even feel for people. At the same time, they love the sound of WRC cars and how they move. And No, no R5 is going to behave like how the S12 does. On no, I, know. I don't think any car is going to behave the way the S12 does, to be honest. Even when you look at Jeffrey's old car that he came here with, or and the, and the new ones, yeah, there's, there's not, stark there's, differences there's between so how your car behaves compared to theirs. For sure. Um, did Jeff, cause, because we don't have Jeff or Rob on this today, was there anything that they had said? Is there any uh, communication between you three during rally, during the actual? I know that Rob has always said when it's helmets on, you know, he's out there yeah, to, to talk all the time. I mean, I'd known Jeff for a long, long time. Did he give you any feedback on how the fiesta was for him? Um, and when it first came here, he was saying that it felt like it had less grunt than his focus. Um, it just be him priming me up. I don't know. Um, it's probably true to a certain extent, though. <laughs> he might be priming you up, but it's probably true to a certain extent. Yeah. But I mean, they have their differences. But 
and of a sudden then one car is 10 years younger than the other is made it's just, yeah, it's huge advances in every other area other than torque yeah so have you so ever driven one of the more modern cars no. i haven't had the opportunity Jeff, will let you get a little piece of his. <laughs> I haven't asked. Not in a stage, but I mean like a mushy park or something. I would just be curious. I would like. I would just like to know, like after you know, you obviously have a lot in the S12. It'd be interesting to see what you thought getting in a more modern car, mm-hmm. and then feeling for yourself, like holy shit, this here is behave or this doesn't. Anything different. Yeah. 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 No, I've never, I've never had the opportunity. I've never asked, so I don't like driving other people's things. Yeah, I don't blame you, especially <laughs> expensive especially, things. Yeah. 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 And if we play a little game of hypotheticals here, and if you could, let's assume you moving forward in WR, like WRC, and you were looking to or wanted to upgrade to, to something more, either more modern, newer, whatever. WRC category? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think the only options are Fiesta or if you can find a Hyundai. Right. Uh, there are a lot less of them, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, that you never see Yeah, they just don't, they don't make them for... For people do, to purchase too much? I guess not. And you can't you get VWs or outside. anything. You can't get them at all. Right. They just don't sell them. So what do they do with them? I don't know. They I just keep them? I think. Is M Sport the only company that's like commercialized their WRC yeah. cars? Yeah. Right. Okay. And then I guess the Skoda, well, Skoda doesn't have a WRC. No, car. they've just got yeah, the R2. The Citroen. And the Citroens weren't competitive at that point. Speaking of which, what happened to Maloney's Citroen? The C2? Yeah. No idea. Parked away, tucked away up at Bushy Park. Oh, it just sat in there? Just sat in Oh, there you go. Fair enough. So you would go. You would have. You have no really. I would because of choice. You would. It would be Fiesta. I mean, I would explore the Hyundai Avenue, see if it would be feasible or not. Yeah. Um, but Fiesta is really the only mainstream option. Yeah. Or the Yaris, but again, do they? I don't know they if don't you can get it. them. The Yaris didn't come around until the <coughs> 2017 era. Right. Right. So you're talking two liter Fiesta. No. You're talking. So you know, our, our WRC rules are stopped in 2016. Yes. Yeah, that's a new car. Yeah. Yaris didn't come. Into oh, sorry. I see what you're saying. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Right, right, right. It's a new car. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think we wish you the best of best of luck, you know, with the future rally coming up. Appreciate that. You know, I think it was, we had a lot of high hopes of this rally off the King of the Hill. And um, I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to come back strong. What else we got left? Nothing, man. That's it. Yeah, I just, I'm sorry that you had such shit luck and I didn't work out better for you. So I guess the nature of the made for some good videos online. It though. did. I'll give you that. Thing. It did. I am a little upset you don't have any on boards that will be dropping. I got one question, though. Check this out. I'm sure Zach has something. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we'll get in touch. What did your dad say after you brought back the car after the excursion? He didn't really have much to say because what I've done to it, he's done to it several times over. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if y'all remember, I think it was back in 2011. He did a. Springfield stage, similar to what we did, and he didn't make it out of the stage. He parked the car on two oh. poles in the bottom of Springfield. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember. I that. Do remember. remember. It was a big one, man. Destroyed the front yeah, of the car. Yeah, really? I remember, yeah. I don't um, remember that I one. I saw your dad on King of the Hill. We had some good banter about how you were coming through. I can't remember what corner we were on. Full sideways. He was like, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> that means too slow. <laughs> but there, w- there was one run at King of the Hill where we stalled on the lane. They just use that run to have a little fun, right? And that would that would have been probably that, that run. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Thanks for coming in today. No Short and sweet. Um, I think we'd like to get you on again at some point after you know maybe the next event. So I'm like to see how it's going. And obviously with the R5 debate, you know if that happens in the future, 
Because I don't know how far you can take the S12 now. Like I said, I'm sure that Jeff and Rob are going to get into those cars and just get faster and faster and faster. So. Time will tell. Yeah, well, I mean, if Rob is interested in... Well, he's not. they're not going to move to the R5. Because they actually spoke together about not doing that. If you remember yeah, what he Rob said. Yeah, Rob told us when they were going to get these new cars that him and Jeffrey discussed whether they would go R5 or WRC. They probably did it because of you. <laughs> Yeah, well, they said, you know, obviously that the R5 data, like, Dan got the S12, so we're not going to keep but up with him in R5. I think we're all in the same boat. Yeah. It would right have now. to be all of us or none of us. Yeah, yeah. obviously all three of us want to win the rally. Yeah. And if one of us has a WRC car and the other have R5s, then... Chances are, assuming the amount of WRC can finish, he's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Dan, thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Right. No problem. Pleasure as always, and um, best of luck, man. Nice luck. Thank you. All right, ladies and gents, back with part four of our rally special with the one and only Jamal Braffey. How you doing, Jamal? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I got to ask you a couple of questions before we get into the rally special. Is this car still for sale? Yes, it's still for sale. Okay, interesting. No bites yet? Or a no. few people come to, come to drive it? No, no one's coming to drive it yet. But I believe once you drive it, they'll either be too scared to buy it or they'll definitely buy it. So you're hoping somebody comes. <laughs> <laughs> Is this with a view to getting something else? Yeah, I think I've gone to the point where I've read over that car. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's time to for a new challenge. What might that challenge be? I'm not sure yet. We'll see how much money I get for that car first and then <laughs> move on from there. Fair enough. Well, at the end of this, if you want to use this as a platform to try and sell it, we're all in favor. Yeah, you can definitely <laughs> plug it. There's no issue. Um, right. Obviously, kind of a crazy rally um, for a lot of people. The weather was pretty insane. I'd love to hear your thoughts on coming up to stage one. Wait, first. King of the Hill. Oh. How do you okay. get on at King of the Hill? Um, I did pretty good. Um I'm not really a fan of that stage. Why? The car seems to like it. It's very, uh, it has about five breaking points. And we'll say that it's just foot flat. Foot flat, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the car does well on that stage usually. I'm usually top 20 every year for that stage. Um, we finished a couple, a split second off of Neil Corbin. Yeah. Who's yeah. usually my yardstick. Yeah. Uh, so I felt good about that. But um, as I said, no, I enjoy it, but I would choose something else to race. Right. Something else to race. But you had a good weekend car work well coming yeah, into Raleigh Barbados. Yeah. You were you were things were looking good. Yeah, things were looking good. Sweet. And then rain came. And then rain came. Yeah. yeah. And what was your mindset going into stage one? Or even before that, even doing recce's or whatever, with the with the rain and sandy water? Well, um when we when we did the recce's, the rain had already started. Um we started our recce pretty late because you know we weren't planning to do the event. A sponsor came through and allowed us to. Um, so we were taking note of where the water stand. The water was uh, really possible. Slight mudslides could happen, etc. But we didn't do too much um, noting of it because if you do too much wet notes or notes around wet conditions, it tends to happen that the rain will fall. So we were all hoping that the rain would not fall. <laughs> so that's a mud splash there. Or that's going to be a pond. But the rain is not going to fall, so we don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got ourselves pretty ready for the rally as it relates to Reiki. And then the days coming up, we were just praying and hoping that the rain would stop. Mm-hmm. And obviously it didn't. Even at the start of the event, we had on 
Andre Tires. We were so positive. No, you did not. You, you, you did stage one on Dry Tires? No, we had to go to Bushy Park. To oh, 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 Jesus. Yeah, but... Um, Y'all were hopeful, boy. Very much so. But Jesse, <laughs> the night before, I did some research on how to stop the windscreen from misting. Because no, these cars don't have ACs. Yeah. Have features, and I found out toothpaste works. And you tested it? I tested it. So you rubbed, to, you rubbed toothpaste on your screen, on your yeah. windscreen, on the yeah. inside or the outside? Inside, on the inside. Uh-huh. And that worked perfect. How do you, like, you just applied it with your hand? I'm a... Like a, a micro... Uh-huh. Right. A microfiber I bought from Automotive Art. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that worked perfectly because... Really? Yeah. And that stopped it from fogging up? Yep, for the oh, whole rally. Shit. That's I mean, it crazy. Was, it was amazing how well it worked. And inside the car, it must have smelled sweet too. Yeah, <laughs> minty perfect. fresh. Perfect, minty, minty fresh. Yeah. Listen, if Aquafresh or Colgate is around, we should get a sponsor. For real. Um, I can't. You believe started the rally with no bumper, or no, it came off. It came off. Usually, with that car, somebody back bumper usually um, leaves, finds its way to yes. a new home. Yeah, correct. Well, somebody always brings it back. So we spent extra time making sure the back bumper would not fall off, and it didn't. Um, I got to the end of the stage and. The reporter came up to me and she's like, um, so you had a little off. I said, no, it was a, it was a perfect stage. Well, your bumper's under the car. And I, and I got on and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so in Kendall, there was a, a big water splash on one of the high-speed lefts. And we took it fairly safely. But that pushed the bumper back onto the car. And that, then it sucked itself in. So mm-hmm. that was the end of the bumper. What was it? Um, what were those first couple of stages like? Like in driving that car in those conditions? Um, it was crazy. Um, the car is is a pretty much standard car, engine wise. Um, just a lot of bolt-ons, exhaust and stuff. Um, and it makes decent power. It's not you know crazy power. But what I found, even with brand new wet tires on, going around corners, and there was a little bit of standing water, the car was just pulling itself. Yeah. yeah, and going down feather bed lane. There's a crest. Um, down to a dip and there was some paths where there was water crossing the road and this is in sixth gear and you would think that in sixth gear the torque is gone the car is going to be flat and it just went straight to Nimitz and was pulling all over the road Jesus. and it was crazy because the curves on either side so we kind of dug it back a little bit I just tried to fi- figure out what the car would do and where um, but we came to grips with the grip in that sort of conditions and we were able to push a little harder towards the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I almost think that, because obviously we've known how, we, you know, we were chatting with like Andrew Malu earlier, mm-hmm. we had Rhett in here, Dane, and I feel honestly like, I, I, I would imagine in those conditions, the front wheel drive car has got to be the most challenging to drive. Yeah. I would think. I mean, I know just because... Yeah, well, well if you watch how Neil was driving his car, Neil Corbin, um, he could enter a corner... On oversteer, yeah, on yeah. power, exactly. And you can use it back to decide where the car goes, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas I mean, if it comes to a car too hot, that's the end of it. It's, yeah, it's you're a passenger. Do. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So it was just to find that balance um, to make sure the car doesn't fly off the road. Are there things that you do in those types of conditions? Like, do you find yourself like maybe easing the handbrake a little bit every now and then to just try and get the back of the car to come, or like, are you left foot braking a bit more to no. try and to try and like well, get weight onto the front? To I don't left foot brake at all. Uh, really? No. Um, okay. No. Um, it's something that I want to to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I practice it sometimes, but it's not something I would do in the stage. I'm not. You gotta play. You gotta play more video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Um, but in that, in those instances, um, I found myself covering the handbrake or preparing for the handbrake yeah. a lot more. Um, there are a lot of nineties and the tight junctions that I did pull the handbrake. Um, 
So it's it's just to react to the car, depending on what the car is doing. Yeah. You've got to be quick because yeah. you could be going around corner at mid throttle and hit a patch of water, and that's full RPM. That's mm-hmm. limiter. That's and you heading off the other side of the road. Right. Car sounds great. By the Thanks, way. man. Thanks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds phenomenal. What, those, those what engine are you running in it? Um, a stock K20 type of engine. K20. Yeah. It screams. Box, yeah, the box. The box is really it, a basic car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, Lord, man. Hearing you call gears going up a straight. Any of the two-wheel drive cars that scream like that, it's just so right. nice to hear them just calling gears. And everybody calls the, uh, they know it's a Honda, even before they see it. Because they're just so, I know, they're just, they're, they have like this tinny, like deafening noise. Yeah. Like you they, just, they just keep revving. Yeah. They just don't want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, side trap, but if you were to get something else, would you stay within the Honda family? Um, probably not, because right now that engine and its bigger brother, the K24, that was Daryl Clark had in is pretty much where it ends for that yep. car. Um, and for Honda, there's not a lot of options, rear-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. Um, so it'd be essentially just to reshell and go to something else if it stayed Honda. So, so yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to go through some... So, yeah, we can just cover off some more of these stages on day one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about, like, after lunch break, when you're coming back into the afternoon now on, um, on day one. How are you, how are you feeling? How are Well, the car, we, we had no issues with the car. Um, we ran through everything. We were trying to make the decision to go back to, to Dre's. And when we looked over the horizon, well, not to the horizon, to the north of Bushy Park, it was this big black cloud, cloud just pissing water on all these stages. Yeah. And everybody was messaging, like, this stage is doing any pictures. I was like, oh my gosh, more of this. Um, so we, it was kind of a decision to push or to consolidate the position. Um, the rain being, having just fallen, obviously it would be a lot worse than it was in the first stage because the first stage, the rain stopped falling for like an hour or two. Yeah. We were going straight back in the stages. No, really, the rain was, was really, really That's hammering. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit more sketchy, as guys would say. But uh, I think my fastest times or the closest times for me uh, against Neil the Yardstick would have been the stages just after lunch. And you're saying Neil the Yardstick because you didn't have anybody in your class, right? No, I had someone in my class. <laughs> but um, he was out within who, – yeah, who's in, who's in your class? Gary Mendez. Right, yeah. that's it, Gary. But from the M1 days, I've been always racing against Neil. Neil, yeah. And the two cars, um, even though he's in SM, are pretty similar. Um, been power to it, so I find he's a good yard. and he comes out and he's hot from stage one, so it's mm-hmm. good to always try to get him. Yeah, no, y'all, you were very close. Like, I just glanced through some of these stages. Like, if well, this is at the end of the day, but like stage nine, you were right there with him, yeah, you know. Um, does it make it? Did it do you find that, like, you know, obviously, this was a unique rally bar with us, and in general, we don't really get a lot of wet rallies here, especially that wet, yeah. Do you find that that made it, um like, did you find, do you find that it made it, like, more enjoyable, less enjoyable? Did you like the new challenge? Did you just wish it was dry so that you could, like, get to 100% I, faster? And I wished it was dry, but it did highlight, the, the condition did highlight the fact that um, I need to improve my wet weather driving. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, coming on to the end of, the, of Saturday, I did, I finally realized what I could do with the car and what I can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, having driven the stages wet previously, I knew where all the issues were. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to do notes on a wet stage. Yeah. Um, so you kind of get to a corner and be like, oh, well, well here's a pond. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was, it, 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 was a, it was a good challenge. Yeah. And and I wished it was dry so that we could all have gone a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
at the end of the day, we made it. So yeah, so. and Rhett was saying too, like one of the one of the challenges he picked up on, and this would obviously impact the four wheel drive cars a lot less. But when they would be going through, like you do a first pass on a stage. And then the second pass is completely different because the four-wheel drives have pulled mud yes. all, the mud all into the road yes. and you arrive in a corner that was just wet and now it's met muddy and wet. Correct. So yeah, I actually was given that, given, had given that advice to a number of the newer drivers um, because, for example, if you have a three or four rate, you're not going to cut it because, you know, there's mud on the inside or there's a, a splash. But if four-wheel drives cut it and they cut it deep. So yeah. you have to make up in your mind when you get to these corners, you have to cut deep too. Because mm-hmm. they've already created a path right. off the road, basically. Mm-hmm. And if you stay on the road, it's going to push you off yeah. into the scenery. Yeah. So For sure. It's just a, you, you got to keep that in your mind, even on dry stages. Because when they yeah. push the gravel on the outside, when you get there, it's, you know you're going off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to be cutting like a, a four-wheel drive car. Did you have any um, scary moments? Yes. I had, I had a scary moment um, in the, that would be the Lambert stage. There's a high speed rate. Which this is day the, two? This day two, yeah. Right. Um, there's a high speed rate, which is generally sketchy. There's a pole on the outside. And it's you have more on the outside. Know, always right? got a pole always. on the outside. <laughs> right, MTW, it's like, I, I swear, it. I swear, like, Empower or MTW is just decide, uh, rally cars are run off here, and put a pole right yeah. here. <laughs> um, and they have told us that the, the inside of the car is a little bit wet. It was a big, big puddle. And... I tried to go through the puddle because they expected the outside to be obviously muddy because the four-wheel drive car splashed in the middle there. And when I did that, the car pushed straight across the road. And obviously, I had on the wipers early because I knew it was going to be a splash. So when the wipers find the muddy water away, the pole was right there. And it just so happened that the, um, where the mud, the previous cars had pushed the mud up, that forced me back onto the road. I got a couple of experiences from Dario. He was like, I told you stay on the, outs- on the, ins- on the outside. I was like, well, I was trying to line. You know? You're going to be dropping some in cars so we can see this? Or what? Yeah, we, got the in- we have some in car to drop, yeah. But because of the conditions, it's not not very exciting in car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not our usual stuff where yeah. you, you know, flat out to the last minute and bang through the gears. You know, it's... It's a little hesitant. And, but, I mean, you ha- everybody had to be, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah. No one was going other than maybe Maloney. Um, so what was your overall i mean takeaway from this rally just that you know obviously weather conditions were a big factor in this um i mean all things considered you you did you did amazingly well so like congrats on that because 12th overall third fastest two-wheel drive in what was really challenging conditions for two-wheel drive in particular um and i have to say you you seem fast in every stage that i was at you seem like you were you were still driving pretty pretty quick. Definitely, thanks a lot. Um, and consistent, like the same way, like how you always, you know. I think Neil Corbin is one is a guy who's always very consistent yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think you showed a lot of consistency this weekend too, which is thank you, which is great mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. So does that mean sure. a starlet maybe next? Oh no, <laughs> what? But I had a DX first, and my sister, I used to be basically shoulder to shoulder, and I got the Colt. There's a little more room. No, the Civic is like. <gasps> I know. I can't. can't, I'm usually behind you, and I see him and his navigating and say, I'm like, yeah. That's kind of tight, though. Yeah, (laughs) it's tight in there for sure. So, is the fact you want to move up in class? Yes, I would like to move up up in class, yeah. Okay. And would you like to explore a rear wheel drive platform? (laughs) It is possible. It is possible. Uh, Perhaps something German? There are a couple of options out there. Um, 
before I, before I take We can talk project. in hypotheticals too. Huh? You don't need yeah. to be specific. It's, it's in theory, if you might want a BMW or... Hey, the BMWs, I have, I, I considered it, the E46 suggestion. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it'll be fast, but I will probably... Why? Um, it's just, I mean, at first... It's a whole new style to adapt to. It's a to. whole new style to adapt to, yeah. And the, and the reaction for the driver is different. Um, I think I am pretty competent at high-speed drifts in my Civic or even cold back in the day. Um, but the, the, the BMW is a, is a little bit different. Um, you got to be... You have to counter-steer a little more because the power is rotating in the back as opposed to just momentum. And they're big cars. And they're yeah. big, yeah. But having heavy. driven with Justin's, in Justin's car with him, um, they handle very well. So you can actually control it a lot, the 50-50 weight distribution, et cetera. The power delivery torque is low, so you don't, it's not like a 4K where you got revving at 9,000 RPM. Yeah. You can skate it from like 4,000 mm-hmm. RPM, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so there are a number of options, and all the options have a rear diff, so you will see. That's exciting, man. That's exciting. Yeah. I, um, I've, <laughs> I've been in a few rally cars. Actually, the only front-wheel drive rally car I've ever been in is when, um, when we had the Swift still, mm-hmm. which was obviously at the time like, one of the like, fastest ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just could not... Um, sorry, there's a problem. Oh, I, couldn't, um, I could not quite wrap my head around this whole front wheel drive thing. It's just so weird to be like turning into and leaving a corner and the car be pulling you to the outside yeah, of the road yeah. rather than the back coming around. Than yeah. the car rotating. You know, it just even as a passenger, I wasn't obviously I wasn't driving, but just as a passenger it was it felt so weird. Would you be worried? Like are you just cool with that adjustment? Like you just know and you'll you just accept it'll take some time to like get used to Yeah, the 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 thing about being a good driver generally is having quick reflexes. And understanding what the car is doing and how to counter that. Um, so, like for me, when I had the cold in the beginning, uh, my first road car was a cold, and I used to put in like thirty laps at Bushy Park every Sunday. I mean, to the point where Bushy Park and I were like best friends. Yeah. No one in a road car could beat me at Bushy Park mm-hmm. around that time. And then when I started to rally, and doing autocrosses, I learned to understand, you know, try something and see what would happen, so you could control it. Um, so, like, I did Bushy Park. I probably spun out going into the hammer three times in my life and going into the, the um, pay exit corner three times because I was just pushing the limit. I was just like, let me see what happened. Let me try harder. Let me go faster. And once it got to that point, it was easy to just dial it back. Yeah. So yeah. just to get the practice in and, you know, push, you can't see what happened. Yeah. In a safe space. Safe way. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um. You gonna get back into track track racing then? Yeah, I would like to. Um, I think the, the most fun track racing I had was in Tubi when I had the Colt. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the guys in Tubi at that time, Papi, Grisha, etc., were you know very mature drivers. So if you get a bump, it's by accident, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in recent times, Shipar has invited the rally cars to do some racing. Some race events, yeah. And then racing with the rally cars is a lot of fun because. My car is pretty much on par with like Neil Corbin and Jeremy Gonzalez, but we all have to rally next week. Mm-hmm. So even though we like Justin going into the corner, when we get to the corner, it's like, you go ahead. No, you yeah, go ahead. Yeah, give everybody like, room. Have fun. Yeah. But then, we, you know, it's, it's proper racing. But yeah. Um, and the class my car would run in at Bushy Park right now is um, with the Thompsons. So. <laughs> Can you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> Those who know know. <laughs> Correct. Can you tell maybe the viewers what it's like to compete 
in Rally Barbados or what it's like with the, you know, all the drivers together? Do you is that banter? Is it do you guys talking to each other constantly? Yeah, 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 it's banter. I mean, um like we take pictures of each other and post them on Instagram and like I'm going after him and Yeah. Is the closest he's gonna get behind me, you know? <laughs> we take pictures all the way mirror, we have fun like that and uh Neil Corbin recently made a post. Um what is rallying? What is Rally Barbados to him or something like that? Mm-hmm. And if the, the great thing about it is we are all good friends. Mm-hmm. And we all talk and talk crap and have fun. But when that light goes green, like that's my enemy though. I out to like kill this. Compete hard. Enemies, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the other hand, if I have a problem, like Neil's guy will come like, yeah, what well, you need? You know, the carbines, everybody like is like a big family. Mm-hmm. But we all trying to get to the end the fastest. So it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's, it's a good, it's good camaraderie, and uh, the, the 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 other thing about riding into is is heartbreaking, like high highs and low lows. Yeah, yeah, and the lows can come. You can do everything you need to do, get everything right, and it just falls apart in like the last stage or you know yeah. the first stage even. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So it it builds character, um, and it also helps you focus a lot because you kind of. You can, you have to be at that concentration level, hundred percent for the whole day. You can't start a stage and maybe be like, <sighs> think about anything else. It clear, you clear your mind. You know, it's, you just focus on that. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I love it. That's, a, that's actually a really interesting take into the mind of a rally driver. Um, I certainly appreciate that. So, are you going to be taking part in the event coming up? There's another event. Yeah, there's the Motor Club, Club Double Header. Month, yeah. yeah, there's two, I think, in the same weekend yeah. or something like that. Motor Club Double Header, then the Winter Rally. Yeah, I, I believe I will. Um, again, the Motor Club event is new. That stage is from Audison to Sunbury. Um, it's never been run from Audison to the Bushy Park section. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be fun. It's not the high-speed stage, but you know, it's time to excite the car. People can hear the notes come in, so I'll be doing that. And the Winter Rally. Cool. Sweet, man. Looking so, forward to seeing you out there. So is there a chance by next Rally Barbados you might be in something different? Yes. Um, depending on sponsorship. Um, <laughs> and the sale of the 2400 Honda Civic Type Barber Design, Glenny Sequential Gearbox, Building Suspension, AP Racing, 330 mm brakes. Um, and once that sells... Um, where, where could people go to learn more about your car that you have for sale? <laughs> I think go on GSB Motorsport um, on Facebook Perfect. or on Instagram. There you go. Thank you. Sweet man. <laughs> no, that's easy. Nah, man. My pleasure. Uh, who knows? No, nah, we we'll be sick to see you in a new in something in something new. I mean the Hondas are always great, but I um it's always fun when somebody brings a new car onto the scene, you know. Well I think he's maxed it and I think you've driven it as fast as it could go. So maybe it is time to step out into something. Yeah. I hope you get the Honda sold and I hope that you can get your new car by this time next year. Well, I guess by May next year. Yeah. Who knows with COVID when Rally So right, do you think the Rally Barbados will be twenty twenty one? Back June. We got Neil Bernard coming in next. Let's ask him. Yeah. I hope so. Good. I, although I like the October thing. How you felt about the October thing? Um, the only issue we had with the October thing was the rain, obviously. Yeah. Um, was it the coolest rally Barbados you ever had? It was had? the coolest rally Barbados so, I ever had. I mean, it was great. I yeah. mean, I didn't sweat. It was <laughs> perfect. Exactly. Yeah, so That's one kind of silver yeah, lining on the dark sure. cloud. Yeah. No pun intended. But I'm looking forward to having maybe like, you know, double the amount of competitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, right. dude, congrats again, man. You had a great weekend. Thanks a um, lot. And yeah, thanks for giving us some time here to chat that's today. No problem, we'll have to have you back on maybe after you sell oh. me Honda and get something new. For sure. We yeah. want to hear about the build. Definitely. Cool. Thanks right, a lot, bud. Thank you, man. Thank you cool. very much. I appreciate it. And here ends our rally special. And who better to end with? Of course, with the one and only rally director, Neil Bernard. Neil, thank you for coming back. Seriously, Again, thank we, you. We were worried you might not come back, but we're happy to have you. Firstly, I got to say congratulations and one hell of a job putting this thing together. I'll, sa- I, I'll second that. Yeah, I mean, to get this thing done after we thought we'd have no rally was phenomenal. No, and not only that, like COVID, the weather was insane. I mean, just everything was stacked against against you and your and the team at the rally club, and mm. somehow you all still managed to pull off an incredibly yeah. successful event. I mean, the marshals, yeah. the st- all stages except one ran. I mean, honest to God, congratulations to you and the team because yeah. I know that you're and still Carrie, recovering. And, and Carrie as well, I must add. Yeah, Carrie too. Y'all, y'all, honestly, a fantastic job for the rally and just for the island in, in general. That's, thanks very much. Good. good. <laughs> now let's get listen. You're uh, you're all the soul Shanox, right? In the beginning, well done by right. Yeah. You go to stage one. What was going through your mind? I know you weren't driving, but for the event itself, how did you feel about it going into it? Nervous? Were you that that would be an understatement. So first of all, obviously the, the prayers can't end with me. It's such a massive set of people that have managed to pull this thing off. I think I was just telling you all when I walked in here. I think I woke up Monday morning and I had definitely had PTSD. Like, <laughs> for real, man. Um, and, and that kind of lasts for almost 48 hours. I think yesterday kind of felt normal again. But to a large extent, I believe it was, you know, you get, you decide to do something. And we did back in August, myself and Mark Hamilton. I remember the conversation. No, it was like, are we doing this thing or not? Man, let me roll with it. Let, 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 let's go. Let's see what happens. Let's press play. So then you're kind of very singularly focused on, okay, well, this is what we have to do. And this is the deadline, so let's just do it. And things crop up, and you just work through problems, and you work through problems. And, and I believe that the risk factor, although you're obviously aware of it, I, I don't really think it really dawned on me until Monday morning <laughs> when he woke up and he thought, you, that was a bit of a risk we just took there, though. I mean, in hindsight, obviously, it came off. Huh? Yeah, it did. Fantastically um, well, and, too. And it's just that, as you all correctly said, you know, in your introductory comments, everything seemed to get stacked against us in terms of weather and just mad. So, Saturday morning, obviously, I think I looked at the weather report and the Doppler radar every half an hour for the space of about 10 days. We, we were together Friday night and up. you were just like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was waking up at like 1 o'clock in the morning and looking at the weather going, this is nonsense. How the shite are we going to get through this day? It's like biblical rain on the way. And, and <laughs> I know, I mean, like that, de- like like a decade, I haven't seen rain like this. Exactly. I mean, where I live in Sunny Island, we had eleven inches in five days. I mean, it's just stupid. Yeah. yeah. So that that, but in, in saying that, we made a couple of decisions in the middle of the week, which I guess again, you're working through the problems, and we have experience with running events in silly conditions. Maybe not as silly as that. Um, so, so you, you come up with scenarios and contingency plans to deal with certain things. So the first decision we made midweek, which we did just before the driver's briefing on Wednesday, was we had to move the stage, the start to stage two. That was the first thing. 
So we're like, you know what? This is not going to work. So move that. And that nowadays involves a complex set of things. So you've got a route which you then have to amend for the drivers and the competitors. You have to amend stage planning, uh, maps and plans for the support crews and the marshals. And then, because we run this event now on a rally safe systems, it means you have to go back out and you have to put down GPS coordinates for whatever you decide to change. So all the controls, if they're changing, you have to go back out and drive them, get new GPS coordinates, send them to Australia, which is where they're based. Jesus. And they now have to rebuild their course map to run the event on Saturday. So we did that three days out. Right decision, 100%. Mm-hmm. Rejig the route, remeasured. So that was sorted. We're like, okay, we made that plan. So then Saturday morning, then obviously rain's not really holding up. Um, I then made a decision that I was going to sweep the rally, actually go advance the rally mm-hmm. uh, through every stage, which I did. I saw you. See, the first that. time I've ever done that. So most of the time I'll do a drive through the first three venues, helping to set up. Pinpointing positions, according to somebody who said, just out in fires and solving problems. <laughs> but that went on for the entire weekend, not even just a day, the whole weekend. So I actually drove all three of those venues ahead of the rally for the entire day. So I drove them nine times, all these stages. Jesus. I saw um, you out there. Yeah, just by myself, just tearing, going, like just one after the other, kind of eating and drinking mm-hmm. on the fly and just moving. Um, and then just solving problems. Because th- things crop up. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the weather components, it was, they tend to crop up more than they normally do. So you get all kinds of other things then happening, which you wouldn't expect because of the conditions. So from the start, we, we had a look at, at what was going on at the start. Fortunately, we made a decision, again, another kind of a late-minute decision leading up to the rally that we would increase the transit between the start from Seoul Airport and the start of Stage 1. That really only takes about 12-minute drive. But we actually increased it, increased it to 35 minutes. And the reason for that was we felt if competitors had gone to Bushy Park in the morning to kind of set up shop, gone to the start, and it had pissed with rain, they'd be caught on dry tires. Dry tires, yeah. So we put in enough time that they'd allow them to go in and change tires if they needed to so they wouldn't be on the wrong tires for stage one if it was wet. Yeah. Where that benefited us, as well as competitors, it gave us a little extra cushion to deal with issues that had a arisen that morning to deal with that stage. Standing water, uh, spectators, various stuff. Mm-hmm. In the end, the actual stage was pretty good to go. Uh, we had some standing water near the start, which produced some spectacular pictures. But other than that, it was pretty good to go. Stage two, different story. First run was sketchy. And of course, all the post-event interviews we saw, mm-hmm. it was sketchy. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. seriously sketchy. Um, Stage three, Mal- stage three Malvern was okay. We had an issue with spectators up there. We dealt with pretty quickly, but by and large, that was okay. Mm-hmm. So Saturday then kind of got into a groove. Mm-hmm. And it actually ran fairly well. Mm-hmm. And we didn't lose the stage. The rally was about half an hour, 20 minutes late at one point, which we picked back up time. We finished about 15 minutes late at the end of the day. It was okay. I don't yeah. think so. Man, I, that's a good I know. That's I, a good and we, I kind of finished Saturday going, well, that wasn't that bad. Like, that's not that bad. And, and I kind of went to bed thinking, all right, well, up at five and let's see what Sunday brings. Yeah, that was a false sense of security right there. Let me ask you a question Jeez before you get on to Sunday. As rally director, and uh, as all this is going on, do you have time to check split times? Oh, yeah. uh, you check in oh, all the time, right? Oh, yeah. So one of the things, uh, I, I'm on the rally safe app. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at where the cars are to give me an idea. And then... 
Literally, my phone rings every 30 seconds. So I'm in constant contact with, actually, my prim- primary contact points are Car Zero, which is Sean Corbin, who was brilliant. Mm. I cannot, he was brilliant. He fed me top-notch information by WhatsApp when he's going through the stage. He called at the end. And then my other contacts would be Barry Gill, who was clerk of the course, Craig Yera, deputy clerk, and the stage commanders. Those are my primary contacts through the entire rally. Mm. The stage commanders I probably spend the most time on the phone to uh, because I'm constantly updating them as to when cars are coming, when what they can expect, where the rally is. Do we have problems that they should know, delay their stage? They're feeding information back to me. I'm just kind of doing it on the flight. Barry tends to, clear the course, he, t- he tends to remain stationary in rally control. What with rally safe, now he can monitor the whole rally. So he sees stuff, and then he like walks up a stage commander going, car X has stopped, do you know what's wrong? Like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll get back to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, first stage, I'm looking at the times and I'm going, Andrew Malu? <laughs> what? <laughs> And then I heard, I heard very quickly that, oh, he was on some, some like, really Actually, good wet tires. Mon- monsoon wet. Yeah, yeah, he was on good wet tires. And I was like, well, that's a top move right there. Yeah. But then he but, made it after the second stage. Yeah. And I thought to myself, all right, then, <laughs> we, we, we got some upsets going on here. Like, for real. Yeah. And, and, and of course, that then, I mean, we, we saw a rally of the weekend. The lead changed five times. I thought it was, it was fantastic. Was, it was mental. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was just... Like one of the most exciting rallies we've had in a long time. This is it, and then and then there were other things at play. You know, you got you got Jeff Pan who found it difficult to to get around the confidence with the, with the conditions. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 found, he found his groove on Sunday. For yeah, sure. he got there. He, yeah, he's he on bread. He, he found his quick. groove yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah he was um, But I know Saturday was struggling, and then he got quicker. Uh, Rob Swan was there or thereabouts, but obviously the big story was the pace initially of the R5 cars for yeah. sure. Mad. Yeah. Well, I guess the balance of the vehicles and all the, you know, the fact that the WIC cars couldn't use the horsepower as much, you know, played into their hands. But I, I, mean, Ken, I mean, Ken the whole weekend was right yeah. there. Well, right? I mean, cha, I mean, I, what a I, drive. I, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what, what I, I know I spoke to Alex Jelson, you know, before the event. I actually gave him an ordnance survey map of the island, which is far more accurate than, you know, the tourist maps you see. He's very grateful for that. And, and he, he said that, that him and Kem really had a kind of a plan to just kind of go steady. Um, but, you know, as a lot of guys who know the sport well know, you know, he, he is a professional driver. Ultimately, in conditions like that, he's going to drive, if he's being sensible, he's going to drive to what his co-driver is telling him. And he's accustomed to driving with notes. If the notes are good, he'll be good. He'll be good. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say I was kind of surprised, like, you know, we've watched Ken before, but in his rallies, he's never really been. He's never been at the front. I mean, he's. I think the hard part is his level of competition. And, and not, and like where, where in some of the rallies that he's done, and I don't mean like Cosy World Tour. I mean even going back, like to when he when he was in WRC, dude, you're driving against the best in the world. You cannot expect to keep up with a Sebastian Loeb or that caliber of driver doing. At that point, I would still consider Ken like recreational next mm-hmm. to those guys. Right, they're true professional rally drivers yeah. so i think people sometimes underestimate his actual talent I just because did, the level sure. of conversation he's up against yeah. normally yeah but we are recreational drivers and ken is much closer to what a professional driver looks like than the guys down here i'm not saying that they have that they're not also very talented but, but ken does this a lot more often in a lot different cars in lots of different conditions than our guys do here you mean by you're not counting jeff in that 
Pardon me? Not count him panting and, and considering... No, no, I'm just saying, like, Ken spends a lot more time driving racing cars. He hasn't yeah. rallied that much, though. No, but, I mean, in terms of driving cars fast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. guy obviously knows what a car does. Yeah. You know, it, he has a considerable amount of experience. Right. To your point, yeah, in terms of competition experience at a very high level, yes, he would have more than you know, yeah. guys here, I guess, at a, at a high level. Um. But ultimately, I found that his approach was very mature mm-hmm. um, and very professional. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what did it in the end. I mean, in saying that... He was dealt some luck. What? He was I mean, dealt some Jeff luck. Jeff had that ready to win. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and when I saw him, um, I saw the times at the end of stage 17, and I saw that he dropped 16-odd seconds. I was like, what, what has happened? And I actually called the stage commander, Jeff Pavel, mm-hmm. and I said, Jeff... Has pan and gone off? He said no, and I said you you see times. He said well yeah, but he, he's slow. I don't understand, but I have no report of him going off. And then I went from there to Pickering to seventeen uh, to check stuff, and I actually stopped at the, the hairpin where they, they leave Pickering Plant Station and turn right onto the highway. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he arrived there, he put his foot down. It's front wheel drive only, and I was like, that's it. He's lost the drive shaft. I mm-hmm. said that's it. This, this rally's done. They're going to go by him like a full bus. Mm-hmm. And, and so said, so done. And I, he was fortunate to hang on to third place. And again, that's, that's testament, to be quite honest, to at this stage, to him just being bloody-minded and just yeah. driving the car to within an inch of his life with only front-wheel drive, which yeah. in itself is a bit of achievement. Yeah. It is. Uh, I, I'll be honest with him. I mean, he dropped 21-odd on that stage. He still hang on to third because I thought, well, Malu's going by him now as well. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. There, there, there are too many things. I mean, I, I read Robin Bradford's uh, report on the event on Tuesday or Monday, whenever it came out, and it was about this as much longer was, than it normally is. It was huge. Because there was just so, so much, much to cover. So much going on, yeah. Yeah, just so much to cover. Man, I'm telling you, this is one of the most exciting rally war businesses we've had sure. in a while. Yeah. I like From a competition it. aspect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, at the end of the day, y'all, are, y'all, y'all have a, this is, this is a product, and this year y'all had a very, very special and unique product. Yeah, okay. It was kind of no, like, no. It, it was. It was kind of funny how it all worked out in the end. Like I felt like Ken was meant to win it in the end for some reason. I, mean, I don't know. It was like the, the strangest thing. Right? I don't need to tell I, you this. Don't have any the, weird the, juju stuff the, going on with this rally. The, the, <laughs> I mean, pu- the publicity that rally yeah, virus yeah. is going to get from this dude winning this rally, right? So, I mean, so we, on. yeah. And and today we got a message, uh, and it looks as if they're going to premiere their. Um, Length film on the event sometime next week, yes, which is great. News. Can't wait. Um, so yeah, I mean, you put sort of a 35 second video just of that, yeah, big, I huge jump, jump that yeah. bonds, and, and it's got 70 or 80,000 views yeah. by the end of today, yeah. It's been up for years. Did you have a chance to speak with him after the rally? And did he say, I mean, obviously, I could see that he was extremely pleased to win it as you would, but. Not, not, not beyond the praise given itself. Right. Uh, he was actually fairly wiped out. Uh, I, I, he, he looked pretty exhausted, um, which was good because mm-hmm. he, he, you know, the event. People think the event because it's well, this event was only hundred stage kilometers, you know, two days. Yeah, these stages we got nineteen stages, but they're short. They're short, yeah. So and it was know, very cool. Correct. So you, you think that it's yeah, that's a that's a sprint event. Of course, it licks the stuffings out of you. Yeah. If, yeah. If, it does. The pace at which it runs that is one of the comments that we get. And then normally the heat. Mm-hmm. Dude, means, I lost... When, I've, when I've done a rally barbells, I lost 10 pounds over a weekend. Seriously. I lost 10... From when I started Saturday and ended Sunday, I was 10 pounds lighter. 
just from sweat. It is disgusting how much we sweat. And like that's why we asked Jamal just now if he said coolest rally bar, but it's ever. Yeah. Because really not cool as in like, oh, this <laughs> yeah, is so yeah, cool, yeah, like yeah. temperature. Yeah, yeah. No, no, um, no, not stress wise. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, get, getting back to then Sunday, yeah, the competition element on Sunday because we just ratcheted up a notch and the drama then at the end, even at the, right at the end, with, with, with Clubman, Clubman 2. Yeah. Stuart Garcia has led that class for the entire Fire weekend, run, driven yeah. a faultless, almost faultless rally. On the start line of stage 19, I'm standing there. The man drops the clutch. Brax! Drive shaft brack. Coast off the stage to a complete end. Rally done. Just like that. And I'm like... Come, Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, seriously. That's heartbreaking. It is. It is. That is absolutely heartbreaking. It's the, it's the high highs and the low lows, man. That's why. That's what it is. That's rally, right? Yeah, apparently. A lot of drive shots this, this yeah. time, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I, I'm not, I mean, I was driving fairly hard, but the conditions were so mixed that, yeah, basically, so much happening. To me, the two, well, the lowest point for me was definitely Sunday morning. Like, Sunday morning was so much stress. We had a delay to start with 15 minutes because we had issues on stage one, and then we had massive issues with the conditions on stage, on the second venue at Sailor Gully. But what can you do at, at that point? You're just hoping, what, what, what kind of goes into... Well, um, well what, what, what I did is, again, we kind of take it, take it on its head. So I decided early o'clock that, all right, the first thing you need to do is drive all the stages that we did on Saturday. Uh, the conditions were so mixed, and they were worse than Saturday, which I actually didn't expect. I thought the conditions on Saturday would have been worse. Uh, and, and Sunday would have been a bit better based on the terrain and so on. Complete opposite. They were, they were worse, much worse. A lot more mud on the road, a lot more standing water, particularly in St. Lucie and the stage at St. Peter. Our Sailor Guy looked like a mess. A mess. Oh, my God. So, so what, what I then did was is I actually drove all three stages, and I made notes in my car with mileage references off of my Garmin with a view to basically giving the competitors a detailed set of warning instructions at the driver's briefing mm -hmm. at 9.30, which is exactly what we did. So, uh, and then we put it out on, we have like a WhatsApp competitors group. We put that out. And so literally stage one had like two or three kind of cautions. Uh, stage two at Sailor Gully had like three or four. And then Pickering stage had like 12. <laughs> and, and each of those has like a, a mileage reference from zero, which is where the stage starts. So like at point 0.4, you can expect standing water, point six seven, this, this, this. And there are some co-drivers that came and told me afterwards that they actually plugged that into their notes and they were spot on. And it did help considerably. So that was the first thing, to ensure yeah. the, the competitors had information that would have helped them just give them cautions and try and keep stuff as safe as possible. And there was some stuff that gave me the heebie-jeebies. There was one fast left after he started Sailor Gully, and there was so much mud on the road. And of course, the road surface at that point was actually quite good. Mm -hmm. Slick half inch of mud across the wow. entire road. Good drop off to the right, fast left corner. I'm like, there are people going to end up in this gully for sure. So, you know, that was one thing I kind of noted with like multiple exclamation marks. So you try and feed information back, and then it's dealing with. with um, with operational stuff as well. So, you know, the points where we have to put tents down and stuff for marshals is like a lake and like mud and grass. And so, like, where are we putting the equipment? Where are we putting tents? We move that around. Of course, you're on a clock. Yeah. It's not like you got the day to do this. No. It, it's now got to happen. So we delayed the start with 15 minutes, which was a great, uh, great move. And 
the morning then kind of settled itself down a little bit. And then we had this massive rainstorm in St. Lucie came over, which then doused everything again. And you were seeing the video of Andrew Malu spinning going off the last right hand before he, he, he spoke about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that, that that was as a result of just more rain in the And a bit too much enthusiasm. Well maybe. Um <laughs> he admitted it. <laughs> and then we, we found ourselves at by lunch. It, it was a stressful morning, first the six stages on Sunday. We found ourselves almost full hour behind schedule. And at that point, uh, one of our earliest set of plans came into play. So myself and Craig Yearwood had decided, and David Reese, we spoke about it as well, Clive Hull, who originally set the route with me. Um, we decided that if we had a problem uh, with Bodens that we would have created, we, we did create uh, uh, an alternate route, which would have cut that stage out completely and put the, so the cars would leave service and go straight to venue two, which is Sailor Gully, and then just do the two-stage loop in the north. So we, we put that into effect uh, right after lunch, and we had everything ready. So we literally had root sheets, so we just handed them out at the main control out from lunch, and we started back a little late, but we caught, made back up so much time through that one decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we made a few other decisions really quickly on the spot, myself and Barry Gale and Craig, and we managed to get the rally within about 20 minutes, because for us it's key. We, we're also working within of everything else. We're working within road closure parameters in terms yeah. of time. So we only have the roads until a certain time. Yeah. Uh, and then we have to open them up. Uh, so we can't just run on into the night if we feel like it. Yeah. Um, we've got to make adjustments on the fly to ensure that things stick to some semblance of a schedule. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, where you started, we lost that one stage, which was our decision. It wasn't it was dangerous to run or they couldn't run. Just meant that if we run it, we would end up at Volcos at five thirty instead of quarter past four, mm. uh, which would kind of hit almost on a nail. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's three in the afternoon. Well, two in the afternoon. Then the last one at Volcos, they ran okay. Yeah, I, I think it's amazing though. Just hearing this, like I, I, th- I don't, I honestly, I, I, I feel I don't, and I maybe most people don't too, like understand how much what goes into ba- background shit has to happen to pull off. You know, like yeah, it's Which, ridiculous. It's amazing, honestly. And I'm not just saying like what you and your team do, um, and everybody involved with the organization and execution of Rally Barbados is ridiculous. This year in particular, but just in general, there's so much shit that has to go right. Yeah, that it's, everybody it's, as a fan, you just take it for granted. It's layers as well. Like I mean, I haven't spoken to the whole, you know, the whole timing and results team because um, we're using Rally Safe, but then John Crony. Uh, and Kirk, they, they have an entire backup system that they put down just in case Rally Safe went down. So we have our original equipment all in place just mm-hmm. in case. Uh, Leslie Allen and, and his wife Anna Lee and the team in Rally Control, they're processing stuff uh, on the flight. Barry's there as well. So it's them dealing with all that. And then the marshals, obviously, you know, we've got these tablets now, which is what we work the Rally Control off of. You know, we had one go down. We had one that was out of sync that was recording three minutes uh, ahead, and it wasn't three minutes, and you have to fix that on the go, and, and, it, and it, it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. No wonder you had PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, right? And, and, and then, of course, the, the whole, all the marshals' teams, which yeah. you, know, you have to be there by a certain time, and then you're dealing with that, and then, obviously, your medical and your extraction. I was saying the, 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 the lowest and the best moments for me on Sunday was definitely having to deal with the morning, which was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare because things just seemed to go sideways on every second. Like I was getting calls with this and that. But then for me, one of the best moments was actually Ahmed Isaf 
went off in the S's mm-hmm. in Sailor Gully. He was in the ditch. Uh, down the Sailor Bridge wall. He slid off. And yeah. The cars like this. He I know, he's still the car, in there. cars like this. Yeah. And these guys, we, we then went to lunch. So Jeff Pavel, who's the stage commander, tells us, we can get him over there. I said, Jeff, not going to happen. He said, no, we get him out. So they, they brought the Rover response team, who are a great bunch of guys that mm-hmm. assist us in extraction and emergency situations. And uh, Jeff's part of that team as well. And they tried to pull him out. Well, you're talking about pulling somebody up against a wall and over the top of it. So it's like a sheer, sheer she, wall. It's like a 90, exactly. yeah, it's like a 90 degree angle. So, so they kind of got the car at a certain angle and then it didn't happen and they couldn't get it out. And, and I'm looking at my watch going, these cars are starting back from lunch in 20 minutes, Jeff. You've got 10 minutes to clear this. Otherwise, you push him back down the gully and we run <laughs> in the stage. Yeah. And that's it. he got to go back down inside there. So he said, no, no, give me some more time. Give me some more time. And I was like, brother, really, man, seriously. I, we need a record. We need a record. Where's Soldier Man? Soldier Man is one of these flatbed records. He right. so happens to be a flatbed record genius. Mm. He was at service. I was like, he's not getting here in time. All of a sudden, I'm, I look around and Soldier Man is there. Like if somebody is beamed him down from Star Trek Enterprise, <laughs> and the man somehow, and I actually recorded it on my phone, and I'm going to put it up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, this man, through maneuvering his flatbed and he winch, dragged that Ahmed out of that gully and onto the back and, and when he did so like all the crowd in the air were like cheering and horns blaring of course when Ahmed was on the back now the yes. car was almost undamaged yeah. he starts he starts the BMW up all the way through the stage and the crowd of course going crazy that to me is highlighted with the rally yeah, for really me that, that, that's what rallying on this island is about is that kind of adversity and mm-hmm. the crowd interaction and and of course, Ahmed came back home and drove the last he dro- two stages. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, how crazy is that? He's very entertaining. He is, I know. Like, <laughs> cr- crowd favorite. Yeah, I think so. This one, for sure. It really is amazing, though. It, it, those, um, yeah. Which um, brings me to, there'll be a Rally Barbados 2021, correct? That's it. Man, we asked you a question that for, man. <laughs> Let's say rub his salt in a wound. No, I we want more. We want more. I want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't, well, I'm, Ken's fueling this fire because he said he would come back at some point. I yeah. don't know if that would be in the near future, but he said he would like to. So I just thought I'd ask the question. We got very positive vibes from, from him and Derek Dauncey, who runs the team, uh, about coming back, which is great news, of course. Well, we told him he has to know. I mean, he's got to come back and defend. Sure. To. Defend the title. But yeah. he said he wants to come back in a WRC car, right? Yeah, well, I don't think he's coming back correct. So I think if he's coming back, it will be... A bit more of a mouth-watering kind of prospect. I thought it was mouth-watering as it was. Oh, of course. No, but it was, it was only... It was, it was, it was I, I shouldn't say only, sorry. And also because Panton and, and Rob were just getting to grips with their car. Yeah, um, and I think, but I think, the, I think the, the weather was a great equalizer. And had it had been normal rally Barbados conditions, it is very unlikely Ken would have been on the podium. You think so? Yeah. I'm not sure. I yeah, think, may, no, maybe, maybe. I'm not saying impossible. I just yeah. think it's unlikely, because, and if everybody didn't have bad luck, like Dainsky had some shit luck, Pandon had shit luck. Yeah. If all things equal, I don't think Ken on dry roads, normal conditions, can keep up with the three of them. No, you, you might. Be maybe right. you might be right. That's that's what I think. So come back in a WRC car and just do it right. Just really. do it, Dane. Everybody, we spoke to Dane. He's he would love that. He's keen to try and get more competition back, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure Jeffrey and, and Rob would like it they, as well. They, you, you forget that Dame's leading that rally as well. I mean, for yeah, for, for, for the whole first really, day, well, yeah. the end of the first day until the. He drove so well. Drive shaft. Most of Saturday, exactly. Like he won four, five, six, yeah. seven. Yeah, and he was on. Yeah, he was on fire. 
He said too, he told us he was in here a little Not bit before you. Okay. Um, he told us that he, you know, just basically... Not in these exact words, but let's say he switched off his brain and just knew what he needed to do, and he, he tried to claw back the time that he mm-hmm. lost after he broke the drive shaft, um, which is why he ended up having a few excursions, perhaps punting a, a, a um, barricade that was that seemed to be getting Shaquille, his way. Eh? More like four of them, four, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, man. I mean, from from spectator and just like. Plus, the, the, some of the media team that were out this weekend, like the guys at Red Two Six Five, did such an amazing job with live broadcasting, with commentary, and that shit weather. Yeah, it yeah. was. It honestly was a great a, rally, Barbados. A fantastic <laughs> event. I truly Maybe not for it. you, for me, saying no, no, it, enjoying it. Listen, like, yeah, they, you, you would, from from our perspective as organizers, you'd have to say it's just, it was a successful event. Yeah. Uh, was it stressful? Yeah. Uh, more stressful than normal? Yeah. Um, but but in the end, it it was successful. Um, can't say not. I mean, and I, I'm I'm not going to pull out my sheet of thanks. Uh, but ultimately, our sponsors. No, listen. What, take what, the time what? to thank who you need to thank. It, huh? it, no, seriously. That Friday night event, with y'all went so smooth. Listen, it, it was so slick, right? Yeah. Perfect. That I left there like skipping. I was yeah. like, you know what? I, that is the shit right there. And what I, just happened? I would tell you that I. I wasn't sure how people were gonna come out. I was. I had. I. I the I weather was sketch. And we came outside, and it was just mass load of people. I, I was saying, I, are we recording? Yeah. yeah oh, I, I was saying to my. I was saying to myself like that whole day, like as we were preparing. Um, I was like, shit, man, we got the opportunity here now. We can have Ken Block and his team and his car and everybody's coming into Automotive Wire. It's going to be sick signings. And I'm just like, well, how, like, how do we have this amazing opportunity? And the weather is absolute garbage. Plus, we got the COVID bullshit that we need to deal with. Like, wh- like how and why? But like, even with all of that, it was amazing. I, honestly, it couldn't have gone better. Surreal. The, like, the crowd came, but like in reasonable numbers. Everybody behaved very well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's... Amazing. It, it, it's it, as I was saying before, the reality is that for me, that event set the tone for the weekend. We, we were missing. Kingy Hill was good. Yeah. Um, and it was a great turnout of spectators. And it, it, was, it was good. Uh, but you kind of miss Rally Show. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Terribly. And for, sure. and for me, the, that, that event, Automotive Art Friday Night, really set the tone for the weekend. And it was so good. Mm-hmm. Bex Williams did a great job. She did. Yeah. We had Shout media out to there. Bex. There were great. great questions from the media locally. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe you asked man about potholes, but never mind. Dude, that's <laughs> what people wanted to ask. Somebody asked us on Instagram no, if, know, if know, you know, know what I mean? Like And it's a legit question. Yeah, we got yeah. we got some pothole, you know, For championship real. contenders. And, and, and of course he said that he's seen some bad roads. <laughs> yeah. In his life he's seen some bad tarmac roads here. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you gotta wear that <laughs> badge proudly. He did balance that we seen. There was some good ones, but there were some ones that he thought my word, there's a tarmac road. He's never used slippy more in his notes ever, he yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. Did well, you see yeah. the, the the video he just put out the the short one? Uh, they just did an edit, yeah, a very Alex, short one, yeah. and Alex is like reading the slippy. slippy. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah, that yeah. one. Uh-uh. Yeah, for sure. Good. But but I mean, for for us as well, it's one thing for us to make a decision. I was saying earlier in the podcast to to you know press play and go at this, mm-hmm. and and us having the confidence, <laughs> I, I guess the kind of bullheaded confidence that we're going to do it. But then it's another thing entirely to have the support that we did from all concerned. Mm-hmm. And I have to include there, obviously, our title sponsor, Salt. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our major partners, Automotive Art. You know, I'm, I'm going to go, go on. No, do your list. Read, yeah, man. Do, 
Shafet, RL Seal and Company, uh, TDC, um, and Barbara's Tourism Marketing Inc. Uh, the BTMI, they, they, were, they were one of the first people to kind of get behind the project at the beginning of the year. And again, they were like, when we went back to them and said, <laughs> the man wants to still come. And uh, this is Ken Block. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, really? Uh, we're there. You know, we'll, we'll back you. You know, we're not, we're not an easy situation here on the island, obviously, economically. But mm-hmm. everyone thought it was a worthwhile kind of venture. And, and that gives you confidence to kind of keep going. Um, and then a lot of people who helped out uh, kind of behind the scenes uh, with the event itself and were partners of ours, Bushy Park, Geese Line, Upbeat Wholesale, Simpson Motors, Flow, Stouts Car Reynolds and Volkos Raceway. And none of this happens. None of this happens without the cooperation of lots of different departments within government. So Ministry of Health, Customs and Excise, Port, Barbara's Port Inc., Ministry of Finance, Ministry of Tourism, a man named Alvin Callender, and the whole team in the Ministry of Transport and Works. Now, they take a lot of licks, but Alwyn, top, top man, he's who sorts out our permissions. Big up, Alwyn. He's illegal. Yeah. Thanks, for bringing, thanks for letting us rally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ministry you, of Youth, Youth, Family and Sports, um, Rally Safe, of course. Who? Th- that's a good story by itself. because So they've got two, kind of two main offices. One's in, they're actually based in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, who are 15 hours ahead. Could you get further away? And, and the, exactly, and, and, and uh, <laughs> Netherlands. And those guys basically monitor our event through the entire weekend, whether it was 1 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock at night. They had somebody who we could call if we had a problem. Uh, and I, you know, it's, it's super. It's That's super. Crazy. And they sent such complimentary, because this is actually the first event that we've run the system without, without one of their personnel being on the ground. More added stress. Wow. So we didn't have anybody here from them. And mm-hmm. every event we've run before, it's three or four prior, We've had a member of their team here to assist and basically troubleshoot, solve problems. We, we had that safety net. So that was more stress in you. Um, and, then, and then Royal Barbados Police Force, uh, Royal Response Team that I spoke yeah, to yeah. earlier. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Security, Kevin Graves always tells me I don't give him any credit. And of course, they're incredible what they do in terms of dealing with the outer perimeters of stages. Elite Systems, the media... And, and you all need to be part of this. I mean, cha. Thank you. These podcasts and Canva House. And it is, it, the, the event, I mean, you spoke to earlier with Red Toast Fight and Rob Simmons and his team. Yeah. Obviously, we put together a team ourselves for, for official for coverage. Yeah. We had Bex Williams here doing stage end interviews. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of anchor a lot of the results on our page. So it becomes kind of the yeah. factual, kind of driven information on stuff. Um, and that's just grown and grown. I have to say, I was very impressed by um, whenever you were doing lives, and I know lives is very difficult in Barbados with the quality and everything you get, but whoever was commenting and uploading the times very quickly in the chat deserves a lot of credit because people were putting them in, whoever was doing Salt Rally Barbados was putting them in very quickly. Yeah, very. That was very good. So obviously they were checking Rally Safe or... I don't know, but they were doing a good job. Well, well we, we, have a, we actually have a direct link with Rally Control. Right. So our, our chief results, uh, Leslie Aline, will be sending them directly to our hub. Uh, and then they're kind of turning them around and, and spitting them back up. out. Yeah. The reason, actually, we had a few questions. Interesting to bring that up at this point. Why there weren't full kind of results and elapsed times, like results on Rally Safe? Yeah, the overalls. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the reason for that is that our system here, um, we have some peculiar penalties and stuff which have to be factored into results so we don't release raw results 
Mm. So you would have seen elapsed times per stage, yeah. but, but no accumulated time. Yeah. And that's because they need to actually go through the system within rally control. And then they basically then spit them back out with everything that needs to be checked. Then Not in case of penalties and so forth. Right. right. Okay. Early arrivals, jump starts, yeah. stuff like that. Right. So that's the reason. Now, what we're working towards is more like a WRC type system whereby we can plug in. Um, we can we can plug in those 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 things which are specific to how we run our rally into Rally Safe system. Oh, perfect. So ultimately, you'd be able to go on their website or on the app, and you actually be able to see the, the full results in elapsed times as they roll. Okay. My next question is something we mentioned already today. I know this might cost a bit of money, but why not a simulated WRC live visual and timing at the same time? Broadcast. <laughs> So, but it, it, you know, Could it's you fun- imagine it's it, well, oh, it's boy. funny because I I had this conversation with Bex yesterday before mm. she went back, and we both just laughed because I actually have had a tour. So the WRC is produced by a company called NEP, it's based in Finland, mm. and uh, I had a tour of their broadcast, like broadcast facilities, at end of Wales Rally GB, like the year before last, so two thousand eight. Yeah, mm. would love to know. Just not, not we're not even not not even, even insane solar system. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's mind-boggling. They yeah. they have a they have a, a forty-foot container that they move. In fact, they have two of them or three of them. So there's one always, and it's like a full broadcast suite Jeez. with like mad amounts of screens everywhere mm-hmm. and live editing and and the whole nine yards. And then of course they're flying helicopters. I know. Yeah, they're feeding that. Yeah. And then what, what people, a lot of people don't know is that the signal for the live is bounced off of an aircraft that they have above the stages all the time. So they just have a plane flying around. It's like circling. So yeah, the helicopter is just filming. They have a plane that they're bouncing the signal off. So the whole infrastructure is like, it's like millions. It's yes, not, it's, it's mad. Right. It's absolutely mad. But I mean, it's transformed the World Rally Championship. In yeah, definitely. Of, you know, WRC Live has transformed it in terms of how you watch it. Where we go with that here in our event, I don't know. I mean, no, but I think I think even the, what what we saw over this past weekend yeah, was a good yeah, yeah. a step in at least a better direction. You know, yeah. not they were doing some live uh, Rally Barbados was doing some live streaming, as I mentioned, some of the other media guys Friends were doing some live live streaming. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but our our team did some as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's. It, it's one of those things where you look at it and you think, yeah, that would be cool. And you start, you start thinking about the logistics and the money involved. Yeah. And you think, maybe not. Think about how we can take it to the next level yeah. from a global point of view. The, the, yeah. One of our partners is Flow. And really and truly, based on our footprint, we should be able to do it through GPRS. Mm-hmm. But it's really then working with them to sort that out. Like how, how do we sort that out uh, in, a, you know, in a live format? We, we had a, so one of the things that they're able to do for us, we did at King of the Hill, for instance, is that they provide us with a hardware at the bottom of um, Short Sill. So we were actually hardwired at the bottom of Short Sill for Ethernet, so oh, wow. speed internet access. And we've dabbled in that in the past uh, in terms of where there's a pole, where can we run a line off of to actually plug in, you know, a cable literally into a laptop and do a thing. Um, but by and large, our, our cell network here, believe it or not, is actually very good. Um, I'm not going to st- uh, go sideways into how... That's come out of Rally Safe as well, because the Rally Safe equipment 
it actually works primarily on GPRS. So it uses, its default is GPRS. So it uses our cell network to transmit all the data. It then will fall back to satellite coverage, GPS, if the cell signal drops out. And invariably, we don't see any dropout. Interesting. And they, and they have this measuring system. When they came here to show us how to use it, they're like, this is how you tell, you plug in these, and this will show you kind of on a scale of 1 to 10, what kind of signal you're getting. And then it also shows you what kind of satellite array you're picking up over this area. And, yeah, so all of that. But honestly, GPRS is okay. tight. Sweet. Well, again... Yeah, just more. want to say thank you. I, I, Hold on. Yeah, just, just oh, my team. No, no. Just, just do, it, team. do it, do it, no, so yeah, do it. Do it. Um, residents, obviously. Uh, and then... <laughs> residents. And then, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Residents, traveling public. Lord of mercy. Yeah, they really do for kind real. of give up a little bit yeah. for us. Huh? And, and, then, and then my teams. Uh, stewards, Harry Watkins, Warren Gott, Norman Cattle, who was in for, for the first time, was great. Adrian Linden, scrutinary team. Philip McConaughey, his team. Uh, Root and stage prep. Craig Yarrow, I mentioned earlier. Clive... Howell, Rhett Watson, Kurt Watkins, my safety team, David Reese, Michelle King, Dwayne Knight, who came on first time, David Williams, Roger Mears, and Sean Corbin, Zero Car, Respect, La Cucaracha in the house. La Cucaracha. Unbelievable. <laughs> Our results, results and timing crew, who, who I spoke about through this entire podcast, mm-hmm. um, Robin and uh, Trisha Bradford, Bex Williams, uh, my stage commanders, who I, I, I can't, you know, I, I actually get a bit emotional when I think of what those guys have to put up with. That's the honest truth. And in fact, they pull together their people and do a thing. So Jeff Bavell, Dexter Griffith, Roger Sargent, Roman Response Team, not only for Dragon, Ahmed Isaf out of the gully. Uh, our medical team, which is led by Brian, Dr. Brian Charles, who used to be head of the A&E at QEH. So we have really top-notch people. Yeah. Um, Barbara's Youth Service, who came on this year and helped us out with the COVID environment, helped right. the marshals out. Our marshals. Mm-hmm. I... I, 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 don't, I, I don't even know what to say, man. I mean, I'm a volunteer and I do a thing, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah, they give up a lot of time for free. Sometimes I wonder. Yeah. yeah. yeah but they're amazing. And, and then close to me, um, Carrie Corbin, Craig Yearwood, Barry Gale, my clerk of the course, Jean, Jean Crawford, and Mark Hamilton, uh, really and truly an entire BRC Committee of Management. And, you know, uh, during this event, Mark and Jean and I talk three or four times a day, every day, for like two months. And it's just like one roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here. We want it. to tell you, we're here. You did it. Yeah, we're you here. did it. And, yeah, and again, I mean, I don't know, we, we can go on about this forever, but you guys honestly did such a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. You and the whole, and everybody that you just yeah, called, say, you know. It's, it's um, I know it's a team effort. It's such a massive team effort. But on, honestly, it was. But you set yourself up now for an even bigger, bigger one next year. What's this dry, man? I don't care. <laughs> just, just dry. You know, it's things like that, you know. You suddenly think, listen, all these Martians have umbrellas. We can't have them. It's just one thing after the next. It's, yeah. Well, well fingers hope. crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed, yeah for fingers crossed a, for a dry yeah. rally. And, 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 and healthy and safe. That, that, that was the other thing as well, you know. Yeah. Just safe. And, and that, from, from an organizational perspective, I think that's, that's the biggest exclamation mark, and for me, the biggest worry. Mm-hmm. And, and you get older, and you have kids, and so forth. And, and to me, I've definitely gotten more nerve-wracked about the whole safety aspect with the event. Yeah. Which is good, because it then really puts you on your P's and Q's. We just don't take, we try not to take any chances whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And we get properly lambasted by drivers. Why you put that chicane in there? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't care. Because you're safe. I, I, know, I know what the result of X would be. 
and I'm a fairly creative, my mind tends to wonder, scenario type of fella, and I'm not having to deal with that because I'm not waking up at three o'clock in the morning wondering what a car would do if. Yeah. So yeah. you know what? That's going there. And y'all can cuss me to the cows come home. I don't care. <laughs> so safety, yeah. paramount. And I, I shared as well, obviously, with our title sponsor, Saul, and I'll leave that as, as kind of my last note mm-hmm. is that sponsors in general, but Saul, I don't want to say, man. They, they didn't even blink. Yeah. They just said, yeah, we're we going. Let's go. Awesome. Amazing, awesome. man. Amazing. Well, Neil, thank you so much for your time today. As always, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a pleasure. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, guys. No, I appreciate man. it. No, seriously, I thank you. Thanks. Uh, we hope you get to come down yeah. soon and relax a little bit, take a vacation. Yeah. Can't go anywhere, I think, but... I think my uh, wife wants that, too. I think she'd like me to relax. A yeah, bit. take a week off, man. You earned it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to the uh, YouTube viewership, the IG community, the Facebook community. We certainly appreciate the feedback. Um, drop us a comment of what you might look forward to in uh, 2021 and some of your thoughts on, on 2020. So Sure. Sounds good, buddy. For me, Jay, Neil, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah.